Welcome back to another episode of Zenith Podcast. I am your host, Cesar Davila. This is where we explore culture, relationships, nature, art, consciousness, and the appreciation of life. And today I'm back with a returning guest, Joseph Martin. Really good hey. friend. And happy belated birthday. You just turned 27. Thank you. Thank you. 27 Club. 27 Club. Rest Not in dead peace, yet. Mac Miller. Yeah. And everyone else in that club. Everybody else in that club. Yeah, you're right. I don't know why that name just came up to me. But <laughs> oh, well, either way, today we are talking about specifically the appreciation of life. Because this is a deep dive episode on what, Joseph? The Last of Us. The Last of Us. I don't know why I said it like that. But yes, so today we are talking about The Last of Us. We're going to talk about, we're going to give a little spoiler free, um, our thoughts in it really quick, see how we feel about it. And then we're going to dive into the spoiler territory. We're going to pretty much go chronologically with each episode. And Joseph here has seen every the whole gameplay of the first game, The Last of Us Part 1. And I have not. I saw the show like a version. So <laughs> it was my first time experiencing the whole story. And Joe has, you know, has experience with it. So because of that, that's why I felt like he was a good person to just sit down with this so that we can kind of give our perspectives on how the show was. Because we both, I mean, this isn't a spoiler, but we both think it's fucking amazing. Loved it. Amazing. Absolutely loved it. Yeah. Yeah, so then, you know, also there is an official HBO podcast with the with the host being Troy Baker, who did voice uh, Joel. Joel, as well as the showrunners. Um, who were the showrunners again? It was Craig Mazin, and he was like the main one. It was Craig Mazin. Craig Mazin. And then Neil Druckmann made the game. Yeah, as the creator of the video game. Yeah. So literally every single crucial person of the production of this like piece of art made an episode made an episode after each episode that was released talking about the episode talking about how filling they, in some gaps yep and just giving more behind the scenes on you know what are some decisions that they made with when it, in terms of keeping some stuff and and adding some stuff and i think honestly they did a really good job if you want check out that podcast you can listen to it anywhere but let's get back to this podcast so the last of us when i first heard about this game um, when I first heard about this game, it was actually way back in high school. It Same. was from our friend. I'm not gonna say his name, but he. Uh, I never had. I, I never had a PlayStation. This was a PlayStation. It's literally, exclusive. same problem. Yeah, I was just an Xbox player. I was never able to have the opportunity to play this game, but I know people who have, and all of Likewise. them have said this was amazing. Yeah, I, I, one of our mutual friends, uh, Jacob, he had been telling me for years how great of a game it was. Same as you, never had a PlayStation throughout all those years. Um, with just like a bunch of other PlayStation games, I heard it was amazing, but have never really gotten the opportunity. Um, and yeah, when the show came out, I, I lo- obviously was excited to play it. Oh, sorry, not play it, watch it. But um, after like the first episode or two, I I had never played it up until that point. Decided to do a to watch a walkthrough on YouTube, and I'm talking about like. 15 19 episode three hour long videos like it was it was long it was bro. a commitment bro i literally i i, I just played the game basically without yeah. playing it I, i'd watch somebody play the entirety of it so it was a roller coaster man but uh, i will say it obviously spoiled the majority of the show for me because it did a great job of you know following the main storyline but even then you know i have very very little complaints with the show overall Lo- loved it yeah and you know when i first heard about the hbo was was adapting this game 
I was first of all just very surprised that like you know they're adapting to the video game, especially considering how video game adaptations are kind of perceived. Bad rep. Bad rep. Yeah. Well, honestly, they usually flop. Is the, is the problem? You know, I mean, you look at the Halo one, and I mean, I've never watched it, but just because of the fact that how bad the reviews are for it, everyone who loves the game, myself included, I love Halo games, played all of them. Uh, the the show was really bad apparently, and you look at a bunch of other ones. I think Resident Evil might have been a kind of successful one, but there's not many other franchise ones. wise. Yes, but I think quality wise, like in terms of yeah. storytelling, not as good as a game. Assassin's Creed, which I love those games. Unfortunately, the game sucked. mid movie, very the movie, mid, yeah. yeah, the movie sucked. Yeah, you know, but other adaptations like you know Sonic the Hedgehog. That movie, those movies are I've actually heard, pretty fun. Haven't watched it, but I've heard good things. They're both very fun movies, you know. Also, the Super Mario movies coming out as well too. Mm-hmm. So that one's also gonna be a really big. Um, it's gonna be a, like it's gonna be a really big statement on whether or not The Last of Us w- was a hit or miss, or if video game adaptations don't have a curse. Well, I or hope if, if they have a curse. I hope that. I think what The Last of Us did well was the showrunners that were making the show did a great job of sticking to the game without trying to make it too Hollywood, I guess, for lack of a better term. And uh, because they stuck true to it, there wasn't that many complaints. It's when a lot of these other adaptations try to, you know, adapt a movie to or make it a movie and, you know, kind of change some stuff up. That's when a lot of issues come with, you know, people not being happy with the adaptation. And in this case... Let's hope that going forward with any future video game adaptations, they saw the success and how happy people were with this show and how hands off, you know, a lot of the, you know, those people that interfere with those kind of decisions that they can let other video games just stay true to the, you know, whatever the original story was as well. Yeah. And also, I think it was a big, um, a big reason why this was a success is because this was put into a show and not a movie. Definitely would not have made it. It would not have worked because, like, how can you develop the relationship between Joel and Ellie? Not enough time, for sure, for the the character development. Yeah, exactly, you know. And also, just casting-wise, you know, when I heard that Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey were going to play these characters, like I said, I didn't know who these characters were. Really? But I did know... You didn't know Pedro Pascal? No, no, no. I didn't know who the character was as Joel. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I knew who Pedro Pascal was. I know who Bella Ramsey was. Gotcha. You know, they're both from Game of Thrones, so Mm -hmm. they're both HBO alumni, so it's kind of cool. Bella Ramsey was great in Game of Thrones. Bro, she stole every fucking scene she was in. Yeah. Like, it's crazy, and she was, like, she was 11, 11, yeah, yeah, 11 years yeah. old stealing the fucking show. You know, she was, like, for sure a fan favorite. And for HBO to give her another opportunity, uh, not just, like, an opportunity, but a spotlight. Yeah, you and know, honestly, people- that was such a tough casting, too, because the true Last of Us heads that love the game, played the game, for the most part, are, st- I mean, they're still very skeptical of a lot of things, how it's going to go into part two, but a lot of people were very they were questioning that that decision for casting because uh obviously the the game character was so beloved by you know so many people and they weren't sure that Bella Ramsey was going to be able to play the role but i i mean i'm sure you agree i think she killed it dude she killed it i mean clearly as the episodes passed they gave her more of a spotlight you mm-hmm. know and it kind of showed that she could eventually you know like run her own run her own show hell of an actress honestly for, for, sh- for such a young age you know for real dude and it doesn't help to have you know pedro pascal who already has experience being a father in a show yeah <laughs> literally like this is his second big show where he's playing like dad yeah you know the, the mandalorian, the mandalorian yeah. like, i haven't Grogu. seen it yet it's definitely on my to watch list but i actually first learned of him i think was uh Nar- narcos narcos the oh, first, okay he was one like the 
one of the main stars, yeah. but uh, as Javier Pena and yeah, much Pena. different character. But uh, yeah, that's when I first heard of him. And then little by little over the years, you start seeing them in this. You start and seeing that, more. And yeah. Then Mandalorian just blew him up. Yeah. I remember him in, I remember him in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. I remember oh, yeah. him in Kingsman, the Golden Circle. I heard it was good. Yes. I, you know, I remember him in wonder woman 84 though i want to forget that <laughs> i haven't watched it yet but you i like the first one you don't need to you don't need to unfortunately <laughs> you just forget about that one. yeah but i mean yeah either way pedro, pedro pascal is such a good character i mean he's, he's such great. a good actor he has such a good range it's crazy his range like even his range from his actors to his real life persona like i don't know if you've seen interviews and stuff yeah not what i expected at least like i expected a much serious much more serious tone from him yeah. dude he's such a giddy like always fucking around type of guy which is like I don't know. I just never. He's so lovable, that. man. Very lovable. He's, yeah. Is, yeah, it's really hard to hate on him. Also, like, especially since he's Hispanic, he's a Latino. Like, course, I yeah. like it just makes it so easy for me to support and love him. So shout mm-hmm. out Pedro Pascal, you know. And yeah, I mean, going into the show, to be honest, I didn't know what to expect because, like I said, I was a virgin. I didn't know what to expect. I heard you still great have things. Yet to watch any of the first game? Or? I've never really. I haven't gone through any walkthroughs. I would just I because think you would of, enjoy it. I mean, I'm sure too, but I don't think I'll ever, I don't know if I'll personally play it because when it comes to horror movies or just that type of environment, I get very anxious. Oh, dude, same. So I don't think I will like be able to handle like it's, playing it's out like times, a 10, yeah. 13 hours of like anxiety, like gameplay. I'm okay. I think I would probably do what you did and look at gameplay footage. Yeah. I happened to watch somebody do the entire gameplay, and this guy, like, explored the areas, which was cool, because, like I said, I feel like I played the game, Um, but you could also go the route of just watching the cutscenes. A lot of people have spliced those together, and those are much shorter. You can get those done in, like, maybe, like, an hour or two. Yeah, and, you know, I, like I said, I've seen some cutscenes in YouTube shorts, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I've seen some gameplay. Have you seen and... the comparisons between the game, some of the game clips and the show clips? No. Dude. I'll go over them with you after. You're going to be like mind blown with how detail oriented and how how closely they followed some like random details from the game like shot for shot, dude, angle for angle. It's crazy. I mean, in terms of staying to staying true to the source material, you know, like this show definitely I mean, you know, they had they had the the the, video, the creator of the video game like as one of the producers, mm-hmm. you know, like they definitely let you know, influence from the original creator in, which mm-hmm. I think that's what kept magic, you know? Yeah. Because it would have been totally different if they just yeah, like did their own thing. Yeah. It's yeah. almost like what happened with um, Netflix and the Avatar The Last Airbender, what's going on? Because the original creators were originally working with Netflix to recreate the live action. That original Avatar... movie or? No, the no, no. Um, um, Netflix is making a new show. That Okay. They're doing a live action of The Last Airbender. They're oh, remaking it. A show? And, or yeah, a movie? the show. Okay. Damn. Yeah, they're remaking the show, but it's live action. The original creators of the of the that's, show. That's gonna be another one that's very highly judged. Yeah, and the original creators are no longer part of the project. They left. They left to create their own studio. I'm not sure if that's the reason why they left, but that was an outcome for, mm-hmm. of that decision. They have yeah. their own studio now, directly with Nickelodeon Avatar Studios, where yeah. they're making their own projects. So that's gonna be completely different from Netflix's project of Avatar: Last Airbender live action. Damn. Yeah, so. But it's going to be very different because, you know, especially the Hopefully way they're handling yeah. this project compared to what HBO did with the game, you know. But, yeah, talking about, the, like, the show, dude, I absolutely loved – I hate, actually, I hated that it felt so short. It did not feel rushed. I just wish it was longer. If 
any complaints that would be my 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 only one is that if i wish it was just like an episode or two longer at the minimum just give me a little bit more of their travels for me dude that's it that's all i wanted yeah funny enough like you know one of the most like one of the more i think an easy bait that that you know people that this show could have really taken advantage of but they didn't smartly was the action pieces with all of the zombies because in reality, there was a few episodes where there were, there were none. zero or, yeah. n- or no zombies. And that was a big complaint. I mean, I'm sure you saw it. Uh, I saw a lot of that online after um, that the season was completely over, how people wanted more zombies. And they actually came out and said that season two was going to have more. But in my opinion, the zombies are just the environment that this story happens to take place in. I don't think it's necessarily like... It's a plot. Yeah. it's it's. I mean, some episodes it did, like the one where in Kansas City, when, you know, when the zombies come out of the ground, which, in my opinion, that makes up for the lack of zombies everywhere else in the show because that was such a badass scene Dude, with yeah. the bloater coming out. Dude. Yeah, spoiler, spoiler. Wait, wait. Let's wait until we go spoiler <laughs> for that. But yeah, I mean, you know, that's something I didn't notice. You know, something I'm like, wow, there's actually not a lot of zombies here. However, yeah. I was super engaged because... There was, like, the writing and just the story itself was so engaging, Mm -hmm. you know? But, yeah, I mean, honestly, this is probably one of the best shows so far I've seen. Definitely the best of this year. Possibly the best of, so far, the 2020s. yeah. 2020s for me. Like... I hate to be that guy, but it's it's definitely up there in, like, my favorite shows of all time. Like, yeah, I mean... There's no, a lot one of one season lo- in. That's a bold claim. Well, that's just having the knowledge of what happened in the game and how great of a game and how great of an adaption it is. You know, it's it's great, dude. I for me personally, it's it's cool because knowing what ha- there's obviously subtle differences between the game and the show, but it's cool because it's like these two worlds kind of co- like coexist with each other. And in one world, there's more information about this. And then in this world, the show, they expanded upon like this and this. Um, like one of the episodes, they expanded into characters' relationship that ended up being an entire episode where in the game, it was just kind of hinted on. It wasn't really that deep into it. But yeah, it's cool because now this, I mean, the way I see it is that this is the war- this is their story that you didn't get in the game you know it's just like it's it's they just coexist with each other which i think is was really cool yeah and you know it just kind of goes to show how well they took advantage of the medium of how they're showing mm-hmm. how they're like showing this story because during the game you pretty much only have one perspective which is the perspective of the person you're playing yeah in the show they explore the perspectives of these other well, people well that's not 100% true you do at some point well, in the majority of the game, you're playing as Joel, and then at some point you switch to Ellie, which is like un- totally unexpected because it's not really uh, advertised or anything up until that point. So, I mean, you start getting like different perspectives in that case, but definitely not as deep as the show. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly, and it's because of just the medium that they're put in. Yeah, you know, but yeah, I mean, you know, I guess uh, final thoughts before we go into spoilers. Um. Love the show. Honestly, for me, it was like a nine point. I'm be like a nine point eight, bro. Nine point nine. Like I said, my only complaint is is I wish it was an episode longer or two. That that's it. Uh, I don't think that there was anything major in the story that from the game to the adaptation was missing. My only thing was that I wanted more of their travels, and obviously, like you get that in the game, you know, because you're you're the character. So like you see the entirety of the travels and all the stuff that they go through. 
Um, I would have just loved to have seen a little bit more with just like a random day. Like, oh, give me a filler episode. I feel like there was no filler. In there was no this, filler, know? bro. Which, yeah. you know, a lot of people hate filler, but like, I don't That's know. That's part of the world building. Exactly. Though. And I'm somebody who I like to rewatch it over and over and yeah, over. Especially I, I like there's to let, like, details it, that's put in that like, you have to rewatch to like notice yeah. as well. You know what's crazy is that, well, <clears throat> maybe once we start talking specifically about the episodes, but yeah, on your rewatches, you start noting st- noticing stuff, but it's just like, oh shit, like I thought that was just random the first watch through, but like, no, that was like intentionally like worded that way or that they did that on, for a specific reason. But yeah, honestly, great show. Only complaint was that it was too short. Would recommend it to everybody. I made my girlfriend watch it. She didn't want to watch it. We got 30 minutes into the to the first episode. And she was hooked at that point. So, and yeah, if you haven't watched it, watch it. It's definitely like a little bit scary at times. So it's it's a kind of a horror game, um, but hell of a story. If you like good storytelling, you're gonna like the show. Yeah, definitely. I give it a high nine as well. I'm not exactly sure what. I'll probably give it a full rating after this. Gotta after this, simmer. you know. But dude, this show made me cry a few times. Oh, it made same. Me, it made me tear up. Yeah, like it's very rare for a show to do that as well. And this show did it so easily, like oh, so yeah. effortlessly, which kind of blew my mind because I was not, like I said, I saw this as a version. I was not invested to yeah. it like uh, someone who played the games. I was so yet, invested, dude. <laughs> yet I was like, yet I was so moved and touched by some of these very intimate moments, mm-hmm. you know? But yeah, okay. Other than that, we're going to go into spoilers. So yes, let's just start off with the first episode, I guess. First right? episode, When You're Lost in the Darkness. So, I mean, we don't really got to do like a recap of the story of the entire episode. If you're watching this if you're, or if you're listening to this, you probably watched the show. So Yeah, this is spoiler. So. First episode I thought was great. Um, Obviously, that first half hour with, you know, learning Joe's background and that night that, you know, the outbreak happens was batshit crazy, dude. Like you really feel the, I mean, from the very beginning, you know, as soon as, you know, Sarah goes to school, you kind of start feeling something weird. With, you know, the light flickering in her eye or whatever. And then you see, like, a handshake. And just, like, these little things as the day is going on. And, like, the tension is just building. And when he, by the time they get to, you know, the scene where the plane crash happens. And they get to the part where Sarah gets shot. It's just, like, oh, my goodness, dude. Like, this 30 minutes in and this, uh, this episode's already tearing my heart out. It's, it's crazy. Dude, and not just that, but also just the way they started the show with the cold open. Oh yeah, you know, I totally kind of glanced like, over that. Yeah. It's like it's almost like inevitable. Like it was, it's definitely set the tone for mm-hmm. something was coming, and it's inevitable. Like it's inevitable. I love how realistic it is too, because they talk about these actual uh, fungi that do really exist in like IRL in real life. Yeah. Um, and they're talk about how oh it's not possible in humans, but this guy's well. What if you know the environment changes, aka global warming? What if things get a little bit warmer? Just like anything else, why why don't we have a reason to believe that any of these things can evolve and adapt to, you know, the new conditions, which global warming is a real thing. And that's kind of realistic in our world. I mean, I'm sure a lot a lot of people were tripping out when they actually found out how cordyceps is a real thing that takes over ants. And I mean, kind of not as intense as the show depicts it, but like it takes over their bodies, dude. That's a real thing that exists in nature, a fungus that takes over a host body and has it like a puppet to just for the sole purpose of spreading yeah and you know through the studies of cordyceps as well it's also told that like it doesn't do anything with the brain it just takes over all the muscular like activities Mm -hmm. yeah so the the ants like what the fuck is going on while it's like moving towards its own thing puppet dude yeah Yeah. it's so fucking crazy because eventually like the ant will or any insect who's who's infected with this would just look for like a little like a little 
piece of um, root or tree to bite on as as hard as it can and just die like that. Then eventually, like, the fungus will grow within them, and that's where the spores spread. So kind of like how in the show when they're idle for too long, they just, like, start spreading into the wall and yeah. trying to branch out and shit. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's just, like, that's kind of just um, inspired and influenced from the actual cordyceps. But, yeah, dude, like, that cold open also I think was really cool because something I learned was that that was not, like, what what happened in a video game there's nothing like that in a video game so that was kind of a good indicator of the show telling these people who played yeah. a video game like this is not gonna go exactly the way you think it is mm-hmm. you know and to be prepared for that yeah i don't remember off the top of my head but i don't think the video game ever like fully gives you a concrete answer as to what the start of the cordyceps is but I think the show obviously, you know, right off the top tells you, like you said, that this is going to be, this is, this is something different. Here's this information that wasn't given before. Yeah. And also like just, yeah, like the day that it happened when everything goes to shit, you know, just September the way. September 26, Sarah, 2003. Just the way Sarah wakes up to that giant explosion mm-hmm. and how like the, like if she goes to her neighbor, the dog knew that it was something that was fucked up in it's there. It's always the dog, dude. Dude. It's always, yeah, it's always the dog. I remember even that happened with the Walking Dead show as well. The dogs always be the ones who trip in. You know, but yeah, like how also, how terrifying was it to see an old lady who was essentially crippled in the beginning of the show being fed biscuits who couldn't even like, who couldn't even like feed herself. Well, that's the detail I was talking about prior is that Joel talks about later on how, well, I mean, you see it in the cold open in episode two. I mean, just to kind of bleed over into that episode, but that, that cold open is, uh, takes place in Jakarta which is like one of the initial uh, starting points of the virus and talking about how it started uh, with workers at a bread mill factory and uh, how it was like one of the factories that exported everywhere. And basically flour was the perfect like medium for that virus to spread Yeah. because like anyone who was eating flour and if that throughout the first episode, dude, what does it start off with? Oh, you didn't buy the pancake mix. Yeah. You know, it's like basically they never eat any flour. Those who uh, who don't survive, and then when they step outside, the the guy he's feeding that old grandma biscuits, biscuits, yeah, which is made from flour. They made cookies later on when Sarah goes to the house. She never eats any. Well, it's because she um they they they're don't raisin. make chocolate chip. They yeah, they're raisin. She didn't raisin. she didn't eat anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. But uh, it's crazy because it's such a small little detail. But it's like when on the, my rewatch of that episode, I was like, oh shit, like they they talked about this. Yeah, and yeah it's just a small detail that you obviously don't notice first time through because you you don't know the significance of it. But it kind of shows why these people turned and why these didn't because you know when they're when after they come pick up sarah they're driving in the car trying to figure out where to go sarah's like oh what if we all have it you know which is kind of reminded me of like the walking dead where what if we're all infected what if we're all infected which they never i don't know i stopped watching that show because it went off the rails i heard it got good again but my point is is that i don't think they ever explained why at least in all the episodes i saw why everyone just has it yeah i don't either but I mean, when it comes to this, like this episode though, when Joel does go pick up Sarah and save her, um, you know, and then just just them driving past, uh, like the barn on fire. I was watching the show also with some friends who've seen who played the game, mm-hmm. so they're like real time spoiling it for me <laughs> while we're watching it. And then I had to like set the boundary. Hey, man, like, oh, yo, can you shut like, the like, up. like I'm I'm okay <laughs> with you talking about the show. Just talk about it after we see it. Yeah, that's literally all I ask. Like, yeah. talk about it just after we see it, please. And thankfully, they respected it. And yeah, they're just telling me like how like some of these scenes were literally like you know frame by frame bro literally frame by frame i'm talking about like 
when they first go in the car and they sh- you have like that backseat angle of Joel and his brother Tommy in front and then Sarah right in the back. They show the scene where they're driving up to just basically a road with a bunch of road signs and then a yeah. bunch of police. Po- like the signs are like exactly how they are in the game. Ex- like little things like that, bro. It's just it's 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 so cool because like. Like you saw that, you feel like the Leonardo DiCaprio meme where you're pointing at the TV. You're like, "Oh shit, I already saw that." But yeah, yeah. It's, it was great, dude. The, the little detail that they put into it. Yeah, I mean, you know, also just the way that they didn't fully even explore like what it meant to be infected, like how people got infected. Mm-hmm. Like you know, Sarah just goes and sees the like the old lady like eating him. Yeah, you know, like you don't really see anyone like twitching or becoming infected. They're already infected, so like. You know, especially in the town where Joe and Tommy split up and mm-hmm. he's taking Sarah. Like, yeah. you just see, like, dude, that show was so fucking creepy when one of they them They turn was, that corner. Yeah, yeah, and then, like, one of them just lifts up his head and starts chasing him. Yeah, that one's ugh. Yeah, like, it's so, like, chilling, you know? And it's crazy how much action there was in that episode. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, and also, you know, um, the showrunners were talking about how they were first thinking about ending the episode as soon as Sarah dies. But there was no introduction to Ellie. So that's why after that, they introduced Ellie because she's obviously a very important part of the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she had to be part of the first episode, you know? Which I thought it was good pacing, personally. That was, like, a great intro, a good half hour, maybe a little bit plus of... Joel's and most traumatic moment of his life and then you know once you see him later on he's already this hardened individual that's closed off to like yeah. everyone and then also just the world building of like how is the like how is the world there you know like yeah. for them to establish like how do people find out they're affected when the kid goes in gets tested you know and they have to kill him and then it kind of shows also like well, how is Fedra what are they they're clearly yeah. killing children because they're infected yeah. and they burn their bodies and they're making people who are living in a fucking QZ burn the bodies it's the job dude I mean that's just yeah, and they literally paid scraps for it and like yeah and then also just shows how heartless and like kind of um, what's the word for it like out of um, like non-present Joel is when it comes to these things like you know the lady couldn't like yeah, burn he, a kid he's like I'm like, I'm gonna like fuck whatever like, yeah, yeah. What's the word he, I'm trying to think of? It is. Oh my god! I'm gonna come. I'm gonna. It's gonna come back because eventually this is something that he does all the time. You know. Yeah. But yeah, like, dude, that episode also just the way it ends with the with the Depache mode. And yeah. was it a clicker Depeche on mode? the top? Uh, what do you mean a clicker on top? Uh, on, on the top of the building at the end of the episode where like the lightning strikes, you could see like an infected on top of the building as they're walking through. I did it. Notice you that. didn't see that? No, Damn! Honestly, no. I noticed that when it, when I first saw it. I thought I was fucking mm. sick. Yeah, no, that's dope. And no, I didn't see that at all. Yeah, I think it was a clicker. I'm not sure though. Well, let, let's let's really quickly talk about right before that about how when uh, Joe's PTSD gets triggered right there when that guy's pointing the gun at them. Yes. And you see how this took him back to the worst moment of his life. And back then he froze. He didn't do anything. I mean, of course, what the fuck are you gonna do? You know, you're just holding your daughter and you get shot. But he feels like I mean, he feels like he failed her. His daughter died. He couldn't protect her. You know, what? whatever the logic of it is, like, he feels like he failed his daughter. And uh, when the soldier's pointing his gun at him with the light and he feels, you know, him approaching him, he makes his move and he fucking beats the, the hell out of that guy's Bro, like, face. he almost, like, zones out. Dude, like he breaks his wrist or his knuckles. Yeah, yeah. Like he's like he's not even there. He's uh, just reacting. Like this. What is it? Disassociated. 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 Yeah, yeah, that's what I was trying to think of. That was mm-hmm. the word. He's definitely disassociated. Yeah. Especially in those moments, and you know, this is clearly just a good 
that was just a kind of hint and a little sprinkle of, of what, what he's capable of, yeah. you know, which I didn't know. But clearly, the replay value of this is amazing. And you kind of hear from the first episode and all the way through how crazy of a guy Joel is. I mean, yeah, everybody's scared of interro- him, dude. Interrogated by that, you're like, yo, like, what is your guy gonna do? Like, I'm scared of that guy, and everyone just kind of scared as fuck of Joel, but we don't really know why. Yeah. You know? I mean, you kind of learn a little bit later on as to all the shit that he's done up until this point, but you you hear throughout a handful of episodes that Joel is not a good guy. I mean, Test straight up tells Ellie in the first episode, look, we're not good people, you know, like, we don't give a shit about you. We need to know, like, how valuable you are, because, like, if you're not that valuable, then, like, why are we going to try to keep you alive? Yeah, and then also you could clearly know that, like, Test, you could see that Test is the one that runs it. Like, yeah, Joel's she, almost a muscle. Like, like he says, he answers to me. Yeah. Well, because Joel is just, he's, he doesn't think anymore. He just reacts. And Tess can actually, like, I mean, you see it in their interaction. For the first time we see them interact in the show, he's like, I need you to take a deep breath. And he's like, fuck, like what? And, you know, the way she talks to him is very, like, stern, but also, like, understanding and lenient as far as, like, what he wants to do. Because she's like, well, fuck it. We'll go get our car battery. And we're going to get our car, like, you know, whatever. Just because I understand, like, how how bad you need this. Yes. You know, so it's cool because like she calls the shots, but she's also very supportive of his stuff because I mean, the entire, everything they're doing in the first episode is because he, she's trying to go figure out what the fuck happened to Tommy. Tommy hasn't responded to him in weeks. Yeah. And then also to see like how valuable a car battery is in this world as well, that they're willing to fucking kill like tens of people. Yeah. And like, what does Tess have to gain from this? Like, Tommy's not her brother. Like, dude, yeah, like it's a hard life. And she's point. in a fucking, she's willing to go to Wyoming, go get a, go, you know, get a car and try to take some, pay some people to go with you to just go see if your brother's cool. Like, she don't gain anything from that. Yeah. And then for, you know, um, for the fireflies to give Ellie away like that as well at like, at a very desperate time. And then at the end of the episode, seeing that Ellie's infected, mm-hmm. but she's immune, but also not exploring what the hell's going on. Yeah. The first time I saw that episode, I was like, the fuck are they telling her like i'm I'm pretty sure she's infected but you know you they don't really make it super clear until the end which is kind of cool yeah you know and then you know that's the way the episode ends clearly it makes you want you know want more which leads to our next episode which is infected you know clearly it's crazy how that episode starts off with ellie waking up in the middle of like a little the patch light. of grass yeah i saw actually a post online recently that shows many times throughout the show where Ellie is the source of the light while, you know, quote unquote, Joel is lost in the darkness. She's like the source of, you know, she's in the light or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I absolutely love the way that this show, so like just a production and everything was designed, mm-hmm. you know, because like they also like they they blocked out parts of a freeway, parts of like cities to, you know, decorate the whole thing. look post-apocalyptic. Yeah. I love the look. It looked legit. It didn't yeah. look like a dumb CGI. It was all fake. Like some of these things like. Did not look CGI whatsoever because they weren't. They're very practical. And that's, I think, the majority of the show is very practical. I agree. I thought there was more CGI than there actually was, to be honest. Um, Or, sorry, then they came out wrong. I didn't think there was as much CGI as there was. I was kind of shocked when that, like, the scene you're talking about with the bridge, how, like, just the bridge was kind of decorated and everything else wasn't. You, you know, so, I mean... Yeah, agreed. The CGI was definitely not as noticeable to me. Even, like, in later scenes of the giraffe... Um, Oh, the giraffe was real. Parts of it. Parts the, of the it. close-up when they're feeding it is real, but everything else is like oh, CGI. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. You could definitely notice. But but with this second episode, I think it was also really cool and really smart that they also teased us by actually showing us the clickers. Oh, dude. Yeah. You know, especially me not knowing what the fuck's going on and for, uh, for me to hear like the... Uh, 
that the clicker noise yeah. yeah like the little fucking clicking oh my god dude it scary gets dude yeah yeah i mean it's just also the concept of them like the fact that the fungus has grown so much and evolved to the point where Different it stages, took away their right? eyes mm-hmm. but it like it evolved their ears so they're like bats they're like sonic hearing yeah yeah you know and it was it was terrifying dude fuck yeah yeah and i couldn't imagine that being even more terrifying the game especially when you have to like deal with multiple honestly in the beginning it is but once they're definitely not super difficult to take out if you play it strategically i feel like the show they're they're way more powerful than they are in the game but obviously in the game there's like you're taking out like five of them with you know other like just regular infected there's way more zombies in the game you know just for the sake of making it interactive yeah. yeah and you can't really that doesn't translate to the tv or the show medium so, uh, yeah, but th- I think they did a good job of showing you how, like, clickers are crazy. Because when they first walk into that museum and they see that guy that's dead, Ellie's like, yo, I've never seen somebody, like, a infected attack like that. And because Joel and uh, Tess know that that's a clicker, clickers are fucking crazy. Yeah, and, you know, it was also really fucking crazy how in that moment, too, Ellie probably, like, already has this assumption that, you know, Tess is going to be the one who's going to be, like, taking care of her. Mm-hmm. But her and Tess pull it up, and she has to, like, be with Joel, like, during the whole clicker Joel's stuff. the one that protects her. Yeah. And it's fucking crazy how he's going one-on-one with the clicker as well. You know, because, I mean, like I said, I don't know how they are in the game, but they look OP in the show. They're, they're much more powerful in the show, I'll tell you that. Yeah. You know, but also, like, they did change some things in the show, right? Like, how if you step on a vine, it communicates to, like, surrounding people. Yeah, and that's that That was really cool and even scarier, to be honest. Because if that was in the game, it would make it much more difficult, to be honest. Because they had kind of a different mechanic in the game, which I, I, I don't doubt will come in the later seasons of the show. But um, it's basically spores where yeah. where some infected have been too long. They kind of, like, just when they when they get spread onto that wall little spores come out that just release like uh particles in the air and if you breathe any of those particles you get infected yeah that's why i heard why the game why they use a lot of gas masks they have to use gas masks yeah however enter, like yeah. you know you're not gonna pay for pedro pascal to be in the show and well, just I mean, put like, him in the side gas mask. Note, but wasn't that an issue in the mandalorian that he wanted more like facetime yeah i mean you know like like i yeah and not just that but also like the face is one of the best use of like equipment for acting for an actor you know yeah. like the face is literally like the whole thing not the whole thing clearly because there's body language but facial expressions are everything yeah so it would have been a lot it wouldn't i don't think it would have hit as hard if he was in a gas mask half the show so it makes yeah, a lot of sense why they made that change mm-hmm. it was a know? good change in my opinion yeah much scarier yeah and then, and then also just at the end but even on that like was there ever really a situation where they accidentally touched spores, or was it really kind of just that episode they go over it? I don't really think there was a situation anywhere else in the show where like, oh fuck, I touched the spore or uh, not a spore, uh, a vine. A vine. Yeah. yeah no, they. No. It was just that time. Yeah, I think probably. I mean, no, like, yeah, there was no other time they they did that. And but. again, if we got like a filler episode or two. That would have been fun to see Just that be explored. I, yeah, it doesn't have to be a bunch of zombies, you know, but like a couple. Yeah, you, know, you definitely run into them. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. There, I mean, once we go to the the episode, I'm gonna mention where you know there are some moments that I feel like could have been, you know, like that would have been a good opportunity. But yeah, yeah, I mean, when it comes to infected, also that episode, uh, I do know that they changed the end scene of how Tess dies. You know, because originally doesn't Fedra attack Joel and. and Tess and she stays back to she sacrifices herself to hold them off. She's also bit though. 
Yeah. Yeah, but she's holding them off rather than yeah, like, rather than like a horde I, of zombies. I don't zombies. know if there was an yeah, definitely not zombies, but I don't know if there was an explosion in the game or not. I don't remember. Yeah, I I mean I there clearly don't. <laughs> like, yeah, but yeah, I mean also it was just it was like that was terrifying though for them to have you know like just kill the infected and all of a sudden they hear like Joel literally says they're all coming like, like right as his journey starting. Tess dies. Yeah, or Tess gets bit. Tess gets and also just the way Joel reacts to it like. You know, test like shows her like, dude, like, look, this is real. Ellie is actually immune. There's hope. Mm-hmm. Have hope. Like, do we got bit at the same time? Like, yeah. Look at me. I'm already. She shows him the bite, and it's already starting to spread. And kind of a detail that they subtly introduce by like posters on the wall is that yeah, of, like how long on, it takes, right? Yeah, depending on where someone gets bit, it takes longer for them to get infected. The closer to their head, the faster they get infected. Yeah, and for Tess to have also like that's so creepy the way that when she was trying to sacrifice herself and like put on the lighter and one of the infected see her and walk up to her and just like literally kiss her just to kind of ingest more penetrate more like fungus into her yeah well I mean there's theories on that definitely not like uh, any solidified thing but a lot of people talk about how maybe that she was already like turning. She might have already started to, because part of the infection, the symptoms is that you start losing control of your body, and that she, at that point she might have already like lost control of like moving and stuff. Because like she was just like stone cold, just staring. Like she couldn't even move. She she even like stopped trying to flick the lighter. And at the very end, once the tendrils started going into her mouth, for you know for them to be like become like a symbiosis where they, we she's like fully connected to whatever the the infection is. She goes one last flick, and like that was Tess's last will right there. Yeah, with, like the bo- her before the her fungus body took before over. It took over, yeah, which was crazy. I would have like hid behind a column, bro. Like shit, like she I just know. stood there. Yeah, and also that makes you think, like, so are are these infected really aggressive because they need to or because they want to? I think it depends. Yeah. yeah, and you know, and obviously that's more explored in the future in, in other episodes as well. Yeah. But yeah, like when it comes to like the episode infected. I think it was just really cool getting to know more. Like it was literally world building, learning yeah. about. I would have loved to see more of Tess, but yeah, I mean, she that, did a hell of a job for mm-hmm. just being in, in the show for two episodes. Like she's definitely made her mark. Mm-hmm. But you know, I guess she died early in the game, so they're just kind of staying it was, true it was to the source material. The same thing, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, she dies very early in the game. You know, and then it's crazy how after that, the next episode is almost like derailed into something that's completely different. That like definitely solidified oh wait also we didn't talk about the cold open only kind of yeah with uh the second cold open with the she, doctor she's like a mycologist or if yeah I, I don't know if i pronounced that right but basically she like specializes a doctor that specializes in uh, a professor sorry that specializes in fungi and all you know she knows a lot about it essentially soldiers bring her in to you know get her opinion on stuff and when they ask her, like, yo, what should we do? She's like, yo, there's nothing to do. Yeah, Just bomb. bomb this bitch. Like, yeah. you know, also, like, everybody in yeah, it. Yeah, also the details that they're sharing were so chilling. How, dude, like, her acting 20- was, was great, too. Yeah. Like, the way she's trembling, dude, with, like, holding the... I, I love their choice of, like, who the fuck has a glass thing of tea? It got a little glass cup of tea with a little glass plate under it. Like, it was yeah, just well, so, I, I making so ceramic. much noise. I'm pretty sure it was. I like mean, it doesn't, it doesn't yeah. matter though. The point is, like, you hear the clatter. <laughs> you could hear yeah, the clatter. So, like, that was on purpose too, oh, for sure. For sure, you know, you see like the nervousness. Yeah. Of, like somebody with that, 
with that knowledge of shit that's going on basically yeah. like, also how scary over. that it was like oh yeah like you know like there was 25 workers and eight of them are missing yeah, yeah. what the fuck are those eight like missing well, that's doing? what she said like, she was like yo they're already spreading it you know like it's done bomb this like can you drop me off with my family i want to be with them when we get bombed yeah you know i would it would have been so interesting i think the showrunners talked about how they were considering showing other places in the world it would have been cool like going to infected give, which... me, give me a spinoff show after this is done they, they could show? do bro they could do so much with this i mean obviously they've already announced that seasons two or the part two of the game is gonna get split into two seasons oh i did um, not know that yeah that's gonna be split seasons two and three because so much happens um wow I but like um I, I would i would in my opinion just end it there with the mate with this story. You don't need to expand on the story. Just retell the story from the game, and then at that point, just world build with like other stories. You can go fresh, yeah, and at that point, places, you can try whatever bro. you want. You don't have you're not bound to the game anymore. Yeah, you know, like because also we just explore America. Like we don't explore any cool, other yeah. any other part of the world. You know, yeah. like we just exp- like Walking Dead. What they're doing with their universe. Yeah, it's taking long, but. You know, they're definitely expanding with yeah. movies and stuff, but all in the same thing. Yeah, and then also to have, like, you know, HBO have your back, you know, with, like, with the resources that they yeah. have and the production that they have. Like, definitely, it could be some really good stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, ending the show, um, I mean, starting the episode, the next episode with, you know, a long, long time, you know, with uh, the story of Bill and Frank. Well, you do start off with... Uh... Joel and Ellie in the beginning, and they're, they're kind of scavenging a little bit. Ellie kills another walker, not her first, but... Um, and then she tells Joel, like, it's not my fault, don't blame me. Like, basically, yeah. yeah. But uh, she does kind of feel that way, I mean, like... She feels guilty. She clearly feels guilty, that's yeah. why she says it, you know? But also, like, she kind of, like, tells Joel, like, don't don't put it out on me. Yeah, and then Joel kind of explains how, you know, the cities were bombed. He t- tells her about, you know, the yeah, most world, credible... World thought. building. Yeah, you know, how the, how the thing started... And uh, that goes back to the flower that we were previously talking about. Um, but and then once we get to the point where they have a, like a five hour hike at that point, then it switches over to like Bill and Frank. We yeah, essentially just don't Bill see that Frank. hike. Yeah. yeah, that is true, actually. Yeah. Good, good call. Good call. And then, yeah, instead of going to instead of going on a hike and possibly like, you know, what would be the video game gameplay mm-hmm. of going through the hike and, and fighting all those affected killing, and scavenging. Yeah. yeah. Instead of that, we're looking at. You know what's what's waiting for them, mm-hmm. which is this fucking beautiful love story, and I think it was fucking amazing because top episode of the season for me, dude, one of the top like, episodes. This episode was so beautiful, like it was one of the most beautiful love stories I've ever fucking mm-hmm. listened to. Like it was almost like the first eight minutes of Up on fucking crack. Yeah, on crack, dude, literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was great. Honestly, I wasn't familiar with. Uh... Frank's character, but Bill's character, I don't knew him very well from Parks and Rec. If anybody's listening out there and you know that character Ron Swanson, you know that this role for Bill or this role as Bill for him was the perfect role. This is literally like Ron Swanson in another universe happens to be into dudes. You know, like that's the only difference. But he's like also a prepper, like loves guns, hates the government. That that part where him and uh, Frank are arguing, he's like, the government are Nazis. Oh, no. That's like perfect Ron Swanson. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, it's great, great, great casting. I think it was really cool to see his range. I haven't seen a lot of uh, Nick Offerman in other serious roles, but man, he killed this. Dude, he killed he, it. Yeah, he literally killed it. And it's beautiful how like, this is how I know this show was not going to focus on zombies. Like, this episode solidified that. Very bold move, I'll tell you that. Because third episode in, and at this point, you know, you're starting to settle into Joel and Ellie's adventure. And I don't know, where just this random story. Majority of the show, you don't even see Joel and Ellie. You see them in the beginning and at the end. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, it wasn't about them. However, indirectly it was. Because, like, all, I mean, as these episodes yeah. pass by and all, as all of these different characters are being introduced, you know, a lot of it's them. for a reason. Yeah. yeah a, a lot of them are almost to represent a part of the Joel, relationship yeah. between Joel and Ellie. Yeah, yeah. In this case, it being, I'm sure you're talking about the letter and how, like, Bill's letter that he leaves them. Basically, this experience that we see unfold makes Bill come to the conclusion that, like, my purpose is to protect this other person. I see it in you. This is your purpose as well. And at this point of, you know, their adventure, Joel still has the idea that, like, I'm not in it with the long run for this person yet. Yeah, I'm just trying like, to find Tommy. I'm just, I'm trying, just to, trying to get my, my ex- car exactly. better. Exactly. He doesn't really give a shit about this person yet. And it's not really until he sees this letter where I feel like that's the first stage of him, like, turning from this cold really closed off dark person who's done a lot of bad things to this protector of another young person you know that he hasn't done or he hasn't cared for you know try to protect anybody like that since his daughter died you know 20 years ago yeah man and also just the fact that this episode as well kind of highlighted like that love is still like important for Mm -hmm. life you know like like it's different so surviving dude, and when living. He's, when he says, he was like, dude, I was never scared before you. He was like, oh, dude, the, the, it was such a good, man. So many great scenes of dialogue between the strawberries, you know, when they're eating the strawberries from when they're sitting on the couch to yeah. when Frank says it's going to be his last yeah. day. To, to also when they're like, when they're, compl- when they're fighting about how Frank wants to like paint shit paint clean me shit, like, you know, he wants to clean up lower, yeah. yeah and then also like that's how you eventually like, dude, see let me love end. it how i want to love it and it's like when you love somebody that's what it is you know like you can't just want everything your way that's not realistic that's not meeting somebody halfway yeah you have to let them do things the way they want to do it and love them for that because that's what a relationship yeah. should be you i know? mean yeah and also it's like like i said the difference between surviving and living you know, yeah, like honestly, Bill was. That's a great point. Bill yeah, was focused on surviving. He did they say that or did you say that? I said that. Damn, that was a lot. Yeah. That the difference between surviving and living. Surviving, yeah. you just give up all that shit. Living, like that's when oh, you want to water the plants. Yeah. That's when you want to like fix up the antique. The, no matter, you know, even though the world's gone to shit. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, and then like eventually Bill learns that because as Frank, you know, uh, as fast forward, he gets older. He's in a wheelchair. He mm-hmm. can't do much. Yeah, you see Bill watering all the plants so it's changed him yeah because yeah. because he wants this other person now. yeah exactly because he's not doing it because he cares but he knows this other person they like it so he's doing it because the other person likes it because he loves that person you know so it's just like you see how love and letting somebody in and you know being vulnerable actually changes even though at your core you still might be this other person which you know he totally understands like he says he's a protector that's what he's here for that's his purpose yeah and you know that kind of yeah, that just is a good reflection to what Joe is and and who he is, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a protector. And, and that's clearly the reason why they made this episode, you know, with those characters. And it sucks how this is not the first time they're going to introduce very lovable characters and fucking... Rip your heart out. Rip your heart HBO, out. Dude, dude this is so heartbreaking. This, this show itself is so heartbreaking, but so addicting. It's almost toxic. Well, it's just, it shows you humanity, bro. It shows you the ugly and the good parts, you know, and how they can both coexist. Yeah, I mean, so part of the podcast, uh, you know, about The the Last of Us, one of the points they brought, they they brought up, which really changed my perspective on, like, on on the whole thing was how love comes with a price, and the price is pain. 
Yeah. Like pain is a price in of love. In some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Oh, man, you have no fucking clue the implications of love in part two. I just want I you to not... know, bro. You're in for a f- goddamn ride. I'm excited. But yeah, do not spoil it. I won't. I won't. But let me just tell you. If you loved part one, you're gonna love part two. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm I'm I think, very. I don't know. Maybe you won't. I'm very whatever. much. I, to be honest, I'm very open. You know, like I, I don't. Think you will. I don't. I don't really put a lot of expectations on stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I try to like go in with with fresh eyes. So even if I end up do watching a walkthrough, I'm still gonna watch this with like very little prejudice or judgment or like expectations. I, I just think you're really gonna appreciate how daring they get with like their style of storytelling. Oh yeah, it's daring, bro. Like it's it's a risk that they take, but I think they execute it well. Yeah, I mean, th- th- and that's like, not spoiling all of the memorable anything. Stories, yeah, I don't think it's spoiling anything. All of the yeah. memorable stories take risks. Yeah, you know, definitely. Like, that's what makes them memorable. That's what like makes them iconic. That's what makes them classics. And whenever we have this podcast at the end of seasons two and three, when you finally see that whole story played through. You're gonna have. We're gonna have the same conversation, like about love, about and love, the price and, of and it, the price of it. <sighs> you literally, like it's ah. Oh. Yeah, because you know, I've always, I, I, I had that understanding of love already. You know, I always knew that love wasn't always a good stuff. It's you know, like love. The whole experience of love is also pain. What love makes somebody, you know, what somebody will do for love. Yeah, you know, like exactly. Like it is not rational. Yeah, you know, like and that's something that's also instinctual that you can't control. Mm-hmm. You know. But yeah, I mean, like going into this episode, definitely I agree. This is one of the best episodes, not just of the show, but in the entire fucking like like television history. Mm-hmm. For them to have one beautiful love story with two characters that are not the, any like they're not like significant to the, to the they are to the main plot to the main plot. Yeah, they are, much. but like. Like, for them to only be one episode, though. They're literally just one yeah. episode, you know, like and they li- literally stole the show. Like It's just these different experiences that you see how they affect our main characters. And, like, as you go on, you, you start seeing how even, I mean, again, we can start bleeding into the next episode, but you the you get introduced to two new characters. Well, actually, no, that's actually two episodes That's later, in two episodes, yeah. Nonetheless, we're going to talk about it anyway. Henry and Sam, the situation that happens with them, you later learn how significant that situation is to Joel because... He himself was in a much peculiar yeah. situation. I mean, there, dude, Henry and Sam is just another reflection of Joel and Ellie. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and he'll do anything for his brother, even yeah. though like he might not necessarily be right. Like he killed this dude, but he was doing it to get medicine for his brother. Like, and now these other people are doing anything they can to kill him because to them they killed their leader. You know, like bro, that was their leader. So like they're justified, but like he's also justified at the same time. Like. Who's right and who's wrong here? Like it's yeah, I, and I mean that's kind of what the show plays around with the, the entire, entire time. The entire yeah, time, like what is like what is love? What is the cost of life to you? And is it justified? Maybe you know? not. I don't think, and I don't think so. If we're if we're getting to that conversation, like maybe not because I don't know. Maybe love is not rational. You know, I mean, oh, clearly of, not. Clearly yeah. not. You know, people don't think rationally when it comes to love it's really hard to you know yeah i and mean because like rational is common sense and common sense don't really mix well with emotion well yeah well love is like an unquantifiable thing like it's really hard to like explain like yeah. why you're doing something for somebody and you can just like you just love them like that's it that that's the reason yeah i agree you know but yeah going into the next episode please hold my hand this episode just kind of it's um, when they get to kansas city they yeah. are, they're ambushed they're crashed Ellie has to save Joel because he fails to protect her again. 
um, shooting this guy in the back. With a gun that she took without his permission. It was, it was Frank's gun. Yeah. That's Frank's cool. gun. Not even Bill's gun, bro. Yeah. Frank's only gun. <laughs> Literally, yeah. I thought it was a cool little detail how, like, they show you that scene when Bill oh, and Frank yeah. are ambushed. And then you By see the Frank Raiders down and, and yeah, Frank pulls the gun it. from there. I immediately saw it when she's there and she pulls it later on. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, that's Frank's gun. But, yeah, they get to Kansas City. They're ambushed. Uh, she has to shoot somebody. And he's, like, he goes paralyzed. He shoots him in the back. He loses feel. I don't know if his whole body or just his legs, but he, like, can't move. He's panicking. He's calling out for his mom. He's begging, you know, please don't shoot me. And again, the show doing a great job of showing you how oh, these people who tried to kill you, like even they have though, a life as well. Even though they they just tried to kill you, like bro, they're also people. They're not like one hundred percent bad just because they're trying to do something to you that would end your life. Yeah. Like they're also just surviving. Do you think we saw more infected get killed or humans get killed in the show? Way more humans. Humans, yeah. huh? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, like definitely because it makes more. It, it does a bigger impact, you know, especially yeah. like seeing how Ellie killed that infected in in the second episode like at, at the bottom of the attic like mm-hmm. that was trapped he she killed it out of curiosity more than like anything and she thought like it was probably gonna be just as easy to kill this man who was attacking joel yeah. but then like you could see from her face like oh, when she shit, goes like, to the other side of the wall and she like wipes her tear away she's obviously affected dude she's 14 you know like yeah. the 14 year old scene i mean you obviously <clears throat> grew up in this world you know and you're obviously yeah, you've seen a lot of shit and you know it's not daisies everywhere rainbows and daisies but you know, the, you're still killing somebody. This was this kid who was begging for his mom until Joel stabbed him in the fucking throat. Yeah, no, in the chest. Chest, my bad. Yeah. But yeah, like, it's, it's not as... The not fact a, that Joel, like, scene. didn't shoot him, but stabbed him in the chest with his Gotta own knife. Gotta save your ammo, dude. That's true. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. But he stabbed him in the chest with his own, his own knife. Like, that's what's fucking heartless, man. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, that episode... Uh, this episode is probably one of the, like... I'll probably rank it lower in the lower end of the of the season. I think it was just forwarding the plot. They obviously maybe this is one of the filler episodes. In yeah. A way I don't know. I mean, this episode also had like the uh, no. Actually, next episode had the coolest like the zombie fucking yeah, moment. Yeah, but this episode is just them getting there, getting away. They go up to that hotel. Yeah, I mean, also like it does more world building, you know, with, talking about specifically how with up them Fedra too, is that as well, but also Joel and Ellie because like we finally start seeing the pun book, the book yes, of puns come out, and she, they're interacting. She made him laugh. Joel's she, not she trying to, ha- he's not even trying to talk to her, and finally later on at night, he fucking, she says a pun that makes him laugh, you know, and you start seeing for the first time like him kind of letting someone through, you know, and actually like being present rather than just being closed off, than you know how he usually is. Yeah, and for I think was this the episode where he talks about how Ellie like when we when she talks to him when he talks to her about how he's like deaf in one ear and yeah. it's because he was shooting with someone but then that's like he said the person missed yeah he said someone shot at me and I and I someone shot at me and missed and I shot back and I missed yeah yeah and like you know that's clearly gonna pay off later on but I, it's just little details like that that like rewatching it you notice you know yeah. And it's fucking so cool. And it's cool too because I mean, it's it's just you see that, or it's you're told you're told that he doesn't have. I don't know if it's any hearing in his right ear or it's like very you can't bad. Can't hear well though. Like like it's it's really bad nonetheless. Yeah, and, and that's why he sleeps on his right asleep. side. Yeah, I don't know if it. I'm pretty sure by this point we've already passed. Yeah, because it's hard. The truck they lost it in Kansas City. Before they get to Kansas City, when they're in the woods, he uh, also falls asleep on his right side. You know, it's just a bunch of times that he ke- continues to fail to protect the person he's supposed to protect you know but yeah it's interesting scene 
we're gonna spoil it anyway but you later on learn that the reason that he's somebody didn't shoot at him it was him that shot at him yeah he shot he was trying to shoot himself and he missed and he flinched last second so but like still went like deaf in one ear and he has a scar because it like grazed his face you know right by his ear and uh yeah it's just crazy because i mean as as we go on to the next episode henry and sam you go to the situation at the end of the episode where sam's bitten henry has to shoot him then henry shoots him well he's like yo what the fuck did i just do he yeah. just saw the person let's start with the beginning of the episode though all right you're you're you're, you're pussing a little too much but yeah i mean in the beginning of the episode even when henry and sam had the gun over like joe and ali and mm-hmm. was telling him like all right like i'm not gonna kill you i'm not gonna hurt you will you work with me mm-hmm. and joel's like just so cold-blooded saying like okay like it, like not being very um <laughs> Like, like he's not very like convincing that he's gonna be nice. But what does Ellie say? He's like, he's like he that's just sounds his, like that's, that's just, just his, his voice. voice. He has an asshole voice or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking Pedro, bro. Yeah, because he's like, yeah, that's right. He's like, oh, come on, man. Like, you gotta work with me. You're like, t- tell me, like, yeah. make make me fucking believe it. You know, but without even- without Ellie, he probably wouldn't. He would fucking as soon as he got the opportunity stick like a knife in that guy's throat. You know, without Ellie being there. The only reason he's not immediately on like the offensive. Or defensive is the fact that Ellie's like telling him to chill. It's because there's also gun pointed at Ellie. Yeah, true. That's why. Yeah, you know, because I mean, yeah, like you said, especially if there's a little kid that he could probably beat the shit out of realistically. Yeah. In front of him pointing a gun. And they like, have no bullets, bro. Like, yeah, I mean, he doesn't you, know. You that learn either. later on, but yeah. 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 Also, it's crazy how they also talked about how Henry is not violent either. You know. Yeah. They kind of like need Joel to escape, mm-hmm. you know, and also just uh, this is what I was going to talk about how like this them going through a tunnel would have been a really fun opportunity to like I think they, to they, explore they went the that route in the game. Weapon? I think they went that route in the game, which is what a lot of people were expecting with this episode, but they obviously didn't go in yeah i mean you know definitely it could have been very different Mm -hmm. it just yeah i feel like that would have been a really fun opportunity to like explore with the vines and the roots Mm -hmm. you know on like how you could trigger it and especially since they found this like this hidden like pretty much like you know society like that was underground and had like it had everything there and it was abandoned kind of it was really cool how it wasn't a society it was just a group of people so you actually learn more about it in the game um, oh, that, yeah, I mean, just because you could read the clues and stuff. Exactly, like yeah. Huh? So it was like a group of like 15 people that just happened to live down there for a long time. And I don't think, if I recall, I don't I don't know if you actually figure out what happens. I think someone gets bit. It's implied someone gets bit. And then like Ish, the guy, the, the, the drawing that you see in the show, he gets out with somebody else. But it's, yeah, they don't, they're there like 15 years or 14 years or something like that. Dude, that's, I mean, that's still fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and... I mean, that's also something that's cool about this show is that it explores different um, forms of, like, different groups and how they survive. Mm-hmm. You know, with the Kansas City, they, li- they literally, like, kicked Fedra out of the city. They, like, killed, like, all of the fucking remaining soldiers They, and they stuff. basically had a revolution. They, yeah, they had yeah. a revolution. Yeah. Not just that, but there's also this second, like, the second group of survivors that lived underground, you know? Those are just two of the few that we explore in the show, which yeah. I think is really cool how they show different ways to live. Because also that's what Tommy talks about. Like, you know, we did we did the things we did because that's the only way we knew how to survive. Yeah. But we, there's better ways. There were we better just weren't ways. good we at it. Good at them, yeah. yeah. You know, so when it comes to this episode in George Survive, though, with Henry and Sam, 
it was also like a very interesting choice when I learned that they made Sam deaf in this in, in the show. Yeah, when he wasn't like that in the in the in the game. Yeah, in the game he was not deaf and he was a little bit older, maybe in his mid teens. Older than Ellie. He's a little bit older than Ellie. Yeah, at least I believe so. He's like maybe fifteen, sixteen. Ellie's like fourteen. Yeah. I I think I think they did a good job. Yeah. I think they made a good choice to, like making Sam younger because also it allowed Ellie to kind of access that young part of her that she doesn't get to access every day you know reading comic books playing games yeah that but also like feeling that protector role as well like she wants to protect sam as well now that you know they're cool she's she she feels like you know she knows what she's doing and she wants to protect him and keep him alive and, and she does like as much you know like especially in the part where all like that whole horde comes out that was that was a crazy scene, dude. That was so dope. So I was I love the fact that these episodes have behind the scenes at the end of mm-hmm. the episode talking yeah. about like how they did it and how a lot of the stunt, um, the stunt people that were in that that scene were uh, trained with the same people that did Planet of the Apes to walk with like all four arms like apes. Oh really? Yeah. So as they were like climbing up from that giant hole, they were walking like with on four on four on like on four. Oh, damn. I don't think I remember that detail. Arms and legs, I yeah. guess. Yeah. But it was because they were um, influenced by uh, the Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. And it is actually mind-blowing and so scary that the entire horde weren't just regular fucking zombies, but they were clickers. They were all clickers? They or? were all clickers because they were Damn. stuck under there for 20 years. Like, for more than Because, like, you know, like how... Um, how Henry mentioned how Fedro drove them underground. Yeah, you know, and also like when well he lied. He said that Fedro killed all of them. Yeah, which I mean maybe maybe not. Maybe that's what he was told. I mean, <clears throat> also another theme that people lying to protect the ones you love. Yeah, you know he lied to Joel. He was gonna make them go down there if everything went swell and they actually weren't like ambushed. They would have been in the subways, which probably they would have probably died, bro, with how many there were were down there. Yeah, I mean, it was just a roll of dice. But you're right, you're right, man. Lying is a really like that's a theme that just plays on here, especially yeah. for lying for like. There's a, a like, handful of other significant times throughout the later episodes where <clears> there's a big lie. You know, for somebody to protect the somebody they love. Yeah, and by the way, when there was then when there was the first when Kathleen and her, and and her like right hand man, mm-hmm. uh, you know when, that guy, the right hand man, he's the voice in the game of Tommy, right? Yeah, of uh, yeah of Tommy, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I absolutely love how they brought like all of the like they brought the OGs mm-hmm. to this to this show and like they each. I don't know if there were any moments. that were missing. I mean, all I know is that that guy played voice Tommy. Troy Baker is in the episode as well, and so is uh, Ashley Johnson. Ashley Johnson. Ellie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna say another person because it'll spoil a little bit for part two. But oh, Abby, person. right? Yeah, Abby. Yeah, she. That was a surprise cameo as well. She was in the operating room. Yeah, she no? was one of the nurses. Yeah, I mean, which you can't even notice because she has a mask, a mask on and stuff. Yeah. yeah, but so when well, Kathleen... also side note, really quick. She's the actress for Abby, but yes. Abby actually has another person who they f- did face modeling for. So Abby's face is not that actress's face in the game. Interesting. Is just the voice? It's just the voice. Okay. Yeah. Well, she does like the acting. I mean, you've, I'm sure you've seen. Yeah, like the, the stop motion, the, the stop suits motion that they use. Suits and all that. Yeah. yeah. But uh, 
Yeah, there's actually another person who she was the face of Abby, but just just the face. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder how they're going to play that. But either way, like, I had a question, though. When it came to Kathleen and that guy seeing, like, the like the, the floor breathing, mm-hmm. did you know what that was? I kind of, because, ass- again, I played the game. I assumed it was a bloater, but I didn't know how, what it had to do with, like, the floor pulsing like that. I kind of just assumed it was zombies or something big. I knew something big. I, I, I assuming it was a bloater. Yeah. And who's to say that that was the bloater or if it was just other zombies to get out? But we do end up seeing a bloater coming out of there, which is like crazy. We don't even see him die, right? He just no. keeps fucking shit up. Yeah. He literally rips the guy's head like <laughs> open. You know what's cool too is that, that when you're fighting a bloater in the game, the way that guy dies is a death scene. When a bloater kills you. Oh, yeah. It, it comes up and it rips your head off from behind. Fire. So yeah, literally the same exact way. Yeah, I mean, I doubt that bloater died unless, like... Well, you see all the infected running into Kent City. city. So yeah. this city that just got... Freed. Freed. It's fucked. It's fucked, yeah. Yeah, I, that would have been so interesting. Like, I, I, I would have loved to see, like, what, what was happening. Because after that, like, the aftermath, their it's leader died. crazy. Their leader died. Most the, of their security is all, fucking most gone. Most of the army's gone. They yeah. sent everyone after Henry, dude. She fucking wanted Henry to die. Why? That's yeah. Henry killed her brother. For revenge. And her eyes, she was for doing, love. They were right. And she not, did it for love. And not only that, but she. It wasn't like she was this dictator that was making everybody do everything. They were following her. The, yeah. What, the her secondhand man. I can't think of his name, but. He gives her reinsurance that, like, yo, we're, we're here, we're with, here you. with you. We follow you. Yeah, like, we're, like, your brother didn't do this. You like, did you this. did this. Also, like, it's crazy how, like, she has such a, like, a warm, like, warmness charisma, to her. yeah. That's, like, that's even more creepier, bro, like, how how cold-blooded she is. But Man. also, I think that's a good reflection of Joel itself as well. Well, it's just a, for maybe just even more of a reflection on what it takes to be a leader. You know, necessarily, they're the ones that, you, they might not be the ones that, are like great you know they have great charisma they you know they 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 speak well or whatever they're the ones that are able to make the hard decisions i mean you go back to the first episode with marlene like you see that she's not the most charismatic leader when that girl's asking her questions she's like yo tell them to fucking follow orders like you know she's just she's the leader because she's able to make hard decisions and that's probably the case with uh kathleen kathleen you know yeah, i mean definitely because she literally like said kill everybody in the room all Dude, the rats yeah everyone anyone who's associated yeah dead yeah i mean you know i guess yeah you're right sometimes those leaders especially in those harsh environments mm-hmm. need to like be able to do the hard rat, kill. jail but yeah i mean you know like especially in, in the end of the episode i do know also something that they change from the game is that sam tells Allie that he is infected that in the game she like they would she didn't like she didn't know no yeah she didn't know that at all yeah and also like Sam but came... you know what's crazy is that whole scene too is almost shot for shot the scene of uh like the them like you know how of Sam attacking Ellie attacking Ellie and like falling through the door and the way he's on top of her and then Sam sh- or Henry shoots him dude almost scene for scene like camera angle for camera angle it's crazy it's so cool. I mean, that's part of the magic. It's not going to be the last time I talk about this. Yeah, I mean, that's part of the magic that, like, like, that's part of the value of seeing playing the game adds to watching this, you know? So that's something that you you feel that I don't, Mm -hmm. you know? But, like, the the outcome of it, we both feel the same, which is fucking heartbroken that Henry shot Sam and he was so shocked and 
like didn't know what the fuck he, he just did. reacted because yeah. at this point he wasn't thinking that's my brother this is oh this is a kid that's getting attacked by an infected i gotta shoot it and, and he, then after he shoots it he's like what did i do yeah he literally says they ask what did i do like what what the what just happened you know like he just react he it, he went on like instincts that you know there was no thinking there yeah and you know he clearly couldn't envision his life without sam well the just like bill his purpose was gone yeah what purpose did he have now yeah and you know that's a, again a beautiful reflection of what joe has experienced and what joe feels like and yeah. that's why he's so fucking scared of ellie you know on how he feels with her that's why he's so closed off because like yeah. he doesn't want to let anybody in again because letting somebody in opens up the possibility of you getting your heart ripped out yeah that doesn't happen if you're closed off also like do i absolutely love the fact that like after, the price like, of love bro you, like pain. You, you don't see henry shoot himself you see ellie's reaction dude for like a solid five seconds as well i rewound that part like two or three times uh the first time the second time i watched it her like little grunt or whatever <laughs> her little scream yeah. yeah dude terrifying like I love how you mentioned that because I, that was actually a detail I really liked. Even my first watch through, like, her reaction to seeing him shoot himself in front of her. Like, oh, it's great acting, dude. Like, if you tell me, pretend to do this, pretend you just saw someone shoot themselves, I would never in my life be able to act like that. Yeah, but, I dude, mean, such a real, amazing. like, yeah, great, great expression. Yeah, you know, so, dude, that episode also is just so sad the way it ends where she just says, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Then she's like, all right, well, now we have to move on. Well, yeah. Especially. Now she, like, she understands, hope... like, you know, the pain of losing somebody you're trying to protect. Yeah, and also, like, she understands. She was like, supposed to stay up with him, she, bro. Yeah, not just that, he but she tried to, like, save him. Like, she yeah. she like she tried to use That was a childlike. Like being naive, that and oh, lying. I can do, yeah, literally, like you said, lying she didn't to know. protect. She genuinely thought she could. She didn't think she was lying. I think it's more so like the role of like parents, like A lying comfort. to their kids for comfort. Yeah, you know, and she doesn't fully understand that yet because in her world, like she's never really character. had a parent. Either. She's a kid, bro. She's naive still. She 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 genuinely not only thinks she. It's more of a hope. She she has like hope that dude. This is going to cure you. My blood is the vaccine. Is, I think is what she says, what she yeah. tells him. My blood is medicine. My blood is medicine, yeah. And, uh, I mean, I, I think she genuinely thought. I don't think she was lying. I think she genuinely thought that. And that's the first time, you know, like reality hits her really hard. At least one of the first times that it hits her really hard as far as like this this journey. And you see Joel looking at the, the uh, little clipboard that Sam was using to communicate. And like Ellie's like, come on, let's go. And he like... You can tell he's like, damn, like he feels bad, you know, and he, he he's, she don't even want to, she's, she's basically doing what he usually does, just like, fuck it, let's just go, like, close the off. However, and I he, talk about it. he did bury, he did help bury help, him yeah. for her. Yeah. He would have just, like, left him in the hotel. That's he's a like, waste of energy, bro. Yeah. Dig, digging the, the hole, like, yeah. For a whole day as well, yeah. And, you know, but that's the way the episode ends. And next episode was also really fucking interesting, Kin, where they. You know, See, and they end up in Wyoming. Yeah, and the first starts off with uh, an interaction with a couple who lives out in the mountains. Dude, I love the vibe. They Apparently were so. Apparently, it's a cool. well-known actor. I can't. I don't know what his name is. The the guy that plays the. Yeah. Um, I think she's a well-known actress as well. I don't know about her. Native I've American, seen him though. I've seen him around in many movies. Yeah, he looks familiar. I can't think of what. But anyway, it starts off with the you know them asking for directions with them. Uh, the couple telling him him and Ellie that like up the river is death you know like we, you know all we see is like bodies and stuff floating down here like 
nobody that goes that way comes back. You know, just yeah. basically kind of making it really spooky. And, like, yeah, like you know, what, where what, they're going. Yeah, like what advice do you give us for going like, east? Don't oh, yeah, <laughs> like west. turn around. Oh, yeah. Fucking, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah like, like 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 what do you recommend as going west? Go east. Yeah, yeah, and then also that was uh that that interaction also was the first time Joe ever has a panic attack. At the end, well, what is said right before that that happens? You don't remember. It's, it's like uh, you're not scaring us, and then like the woman's like scared him because they're like, if, if your brother went past that river, he's gone. Yeah, you know, and like that obviously scares the shit out of Joel. Mm-hmm. You know, so like when he walks out, he has his first panic attack. He doesn't know what the fuck's going on. And then Ellie was like, hello, like, Joe, what the fuck? Yeah, and then she literally bro? tells him, like, dude, if you die, if you're gone, you're, I'm fucked. Like, well, she, yeah, she says that later on. Yeah. yeah. No, even right there. Oh, she does? Okay. Yeah. Even there as well. She tells him, like, come on, dude. Like, if you're dead, like, I'm dead. Like, of course, yeah. You know, almost like, almost selfishly. Like, she's saying, like, well, she's yeah, saying she that, that she cares. Well, she's saying, like, you know, in reality, she's saying, like, you know, don't leave me. Mm-hmm. I care about you. But clearly, as two very traumatized people who don't know how to communicate their feelings say it in a very indirect way yeah and hers like if you leave that's her way yeah yeah you know so like and his way i'm not even sure how he even like he doesn't share his way until the end like until later on we do see him open up this episode a little bit later on yeah dude and that was crazy i mean also it wasn't open up to her well that scene too when they will after that interaction with that old couple, they you see the little montage of them traveling, you know, down the river. It's cold. They're in Wyoming. There's a lot of snow everywhere, really icy. It's freezing. They're, you know, layered up, uh, you know, tough terrain. And you see a bunch of horses just pull up on them and, you know, ask them what their set was and if they still ran, if they if the dog didn't approve of their set, it was bro, like, I know, didn't know it. how the dog I was going to react. That was scary. I mean, and Joe literally froze. And he, you see him start like panicking again. But at this point, there's nothing you could do. He once again failed to protect the person he was supposed to, which is like a constant just trigger of his PTSD that he experienced. Yeah, you know, with his daughter. Yeah, and you know it's also very. Well, I mean, again, this is the third group of people third group of survivors we see live a different way mm-hmm. you know and for joel to have like to see tommy finally like you see that reunion so fucking warm so like so hopeful. you expect it to like not be that good of a reunion yeah you even expect. just the way pedro yells out tommy like yeah. like feels tommy? desperate like yeah. desperate and disbelief that holy shit almost like desperate disbelief with some hope he didn't know he had yeah like, he did all of that just by yelling Tommy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this whole time he had no idea if he was alive. Yeah. You know, like, could have all been for nothing. Yeah. And, you know, immediately, like, after five minutes of them reunion, he's already, like, fucking they're salty. Already, yeah, there's some tension there. <laughs> he's well, already petty. Yeah, because, I mean, he feels like he's always saving Tommy. I mean, from the very beginning, you look at the, the um, the, is it called the oh, forward? Yeah. Like, that, that, the, the very first. The uh, prologue. The prologue, whatever Yeah, it is. when he goes to. Uh, he's saving Tommy. Yeah, to, you know, uh, and take, same uh, thing. Yeah, it's just. Jake, break, what is it? Bail him out of bail jail. Bail him out of jail. Yeah, which, I mean, he says he pulled, he beat up some guy who attacked a wages, which we can later assume was somebody that was affected. Yeah. Right. But uh, he has to save him there. He has to save him when the fireflies. You know, he just always feels like he has to get his brother. Well, out of shit. Joel just feels he's a savior in general. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost like his job. Like I think there's something even that they mentioned in the podcast. Yeah. He's like, "Here I gotta go again. I gotta go save my brother." Yeah. You know, like and like even for, you know when they first re- reunite, Tommy's like, "What are you doing here?" He's like, "I'm here to save you." Mm-hmm. You know, like, 
in reality, like, bro, like, like, you sure I'm the one who needs saving? Like, look at where you're at. Look at what you're doing. You know, look at where you're going. Well, yeah, they kind of mentioned, too, how the reason he stops communicating back was that. He couldn't. He couldn't, It It makes it safer for the community to exist, you know, without other people knowing. Yeah, you know, and, like, (laughs) also they have to have that impression. You know, if you cross the river, you die because especially if you're a raider, like, you don't, like. Like they don't want those type of people to learn. Well, you you hear about shit that's out there. I mean, you kind of see a little bit later on later yeah. episodes. But the the guy from the very first episode that works at the like radio tower or whatever, he tells me he's like, "There's slavers, there's raiders." He was like, "Dude, I hear everything. Like, there's crazy shit out there." Yeah, and the fact that there's this commune, this commu- yeah. this, this communist community yeah. that's out here thriving, like it. It was also really cool how. You see this. This is probably working, the, this yeah. is probably the highest functioning like community we've seen throughout the show. You know, yeah, they have electricity and and in the game. You understand? You I don't know if do you do you see it was a water the station? I the think dam? Was, do you see it in the show? Yeah, you see it in the show. In the game, but it's already working. Like yeah, you, in the game, you actually like see it like the beginning of them getting it to work and stuff. So that yeah. kind of gives you a little more explanation. But yeah, you see a little bit more Jackson in the game initially. The outside or the inside? Just the inside. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. But I mean, you know, when it comes to it, like as well, something that I thought was really cool about this particular community was how they're still playing movies. Like they're still living Trying life. To make it normal. Like, yeah. yeah, they're like, they're still mm-hmm. celebrating Christmas. Like, cause you know, clearly like we mentioned before, it's different surviving and living. Yeah. And these people are found a way to live, you know? And mm-hmm. like the, and I clearly it worked, which is why Tommy stayed and he sacrificed his relationship with his well, brother. Not only that, to stay. but he's expecting now. He's gonna be a dad, so yeah. He, why would he answer to Joel now? At that point, if he's doing that, that's putting not only the whole commune, but more specifically his offspring at risk. Yeah, and also like considering you the person anything. that Joel yeah. is as well. Like you know, is that type of person really gonna be the best fit for this type of community? Is it necessary to have a person like Joel? And you kind of see how maybe gives off the impression that other people don't think so because his wife, what's her name? Um, Maria. Maria. She kind of seems like not a big fan of Joel. Yeah. You know, based off of the stories that like Tommy told her. The conversation that she's having with Ellie when she's cutting her hair and you know giving her. Dude, that's and all such that. a good. I I felt like that conversation was almost like chess. Yeah. They're li- they're literally playing chess, you know, and it's- like. Maria's... They're both smart as hell. Yeah. You know? like, yeah. So it's just like, who can out-talk the other one? You know, Ellie's defense, her guard is up. She's being, like, snarky with her. When the other one, like, is just trying to be real with her because she understands that, like, this is a kid. She doesn't fully understand everything, how people work yet. And, like, Joel is not a great guy. And uh, she makes that point of the only people who can betray you are the ones that you let trust. You know, like, be careful who you trust. And it's just, like, major, major foreshadowing for the last episode but yeah i mean obviously you know i don't think maria thinks joel's a good fit for that community but that's just initially you know i mean yeah i mean i feel like she could i feel like especially like when it comes to keeping away all the raiders and keeping that hard tough impression people like joel are almost unnecessary you know because well yeah when they pull up on them initially you think they're all. Do they're you think they're crazy. raiders? Yeah, you think yeah. they're raiders, and then you're like, oh wait, these are actually kind of cool people. But again, you gotta have protocol and code so that yeah, no infected get in, bro. Because that's the main thing. That's priority number one. No infected. Yeah, and you see it happen with Fedra. It's with, also very interesting how they, in at least in that community in Jackson, you don't see any like machine 
to like to like find the infected, they use a dog. Which is cool too. I wonder what the dog smells. It obviously didn't smell it in Ellie. Yeah, but it's like clearly like you could like it, it teased in the in the first episode that the dogs know what's up though. True, 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 you know? true. So like it was that, that, that was just that. that was just an interesting detail I noticed, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But dude, I like I remember this moment, the conversation Joel had with Tommy in the little like fucking like in the little oh, workshop. Yeah, when you finally see like Joel be vulnerable. Yeah, like know? dude, that hit me so hard how he was telling like, you know, how Ellie's immune and like he doesn't feel like he could protect her anymore. Clearly, Tommy is. Well, more he doesn't fit. feel capable. He's old, yeah. bro. He's in his fifties at this point. He was. She said thirty six, in the, when the very first scene when Sarah asked him how old he is. Oh wow. Yeah, he's thirty six at that point. This is twenty. He's fifty six, bro. He's in his mid to late fifties already. He's an old man. Yeah. You know, like he's not in the game. He's OP because it's the game. It's a game. You know, but the show he is not OP. Joel in the game is super OP. Also like yeah. also I got to give shout out to the costume de- costume designers to make Pedro look fucking old as hell with all the gray hairs and all the hair going all yeah. crazy and stuff like she not shower. Yeah. <laughs> when and when Ellie makes him shower a build of Frank's like, cuz woof. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I mean that I mean you think about that even like in the Walking Dead, those are thoughts I used to have like bro, people must be stanky. Like yeah, you to, no, you're not showering every day, bro. Like that's. But also by that point, I'd your nose is probably once or already twice used a to day. it. As well. I would die just not even yeah. from infected from not showering in the apocalypse. <laughs> but I mean, you know, if if you're used to that already, too, I'm pretty sure they couldn't even smell it. They're just used to it. Yeah, you know, so like that's something that. You know, I yeah, I mean that's you something that lower, I just try to just like, went down on Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Smell was not important anymore. yeah exactly maybe in jackson maybe maybe smell is important because well, it seems like they have water I mean, yeah they, i mean they, they, they have the dam yeah, so yeah. yeah i mean you know they have everything else but yeah i mean in this episode as well the interaction that joe and ellie have when like when joe was going to like when joe's telling her that like yeah tommy's gonna take you the rest of the way and ellie didn't fully understand why she just thought like joe was abandoning him but like she's doing he's doing this for her well, own he, yeah good. and he he's not open enough to be able to tell her like yo, i don't i'm think scared I can protect you i'm scared like yeah. i don't want to lose like i can't lose you bro like if i lose you like the last time that happened like it's already happened once he knows like the, what what's gonna happen you know to and he dreams about it every night yeah and like because tommy asked him like what do you dream about but this you're kind of hinted at a few times throughout the show that he's dreaming of like Sarah and I that mean moment. he even daydreams about her like he sees someone that has her hair and like looks at her like yeah, almost well then, like yeah. is that real he thinks it's her what, yeah. what she could have been like, with he the almost kid, hallucinates yeah. like yeah um, he almost like just imagines. I forget which episode it is but there's an episode where he's like right before he wakes up from sleep you kind of like hear her voice you know like it, 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 it kind of implies that what he dreams about is like her dying. I never noticed that. Yeah, they're, no. they're, I don't know. It's, it's I I believe it's one of the earlier episodes. Oh wow! Maybe like first three, maybe second. To anyone who's who knows what he's talking about, just leave in the comments. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, he he can't lose her. He's scared to, and then at the yeah. end he feels bad, so he gives her the choice, and obviously she's gonna choose. Yeah, him. well, yeah, I mean, because pretty w- fucking selfish too. Like, bro, you owe me. Like, you gotta go take her to your to your brother. Like, and he was gonna especially do it. when you were expecting when he's expe- and he was gonna do it. So like he obviously owes Joel like you know with, with any favor that Joel wants from him. Why yeah. couldn't they both go? I that's one thing I thought of. Why couldn't yeah. they both go? But I mean, you know, that conversation that Ellie and Joel had, where Ellie was telling her like, if you if like if you leave, I'll just be more scared. Like Joel, like but then if Joel another, doesn't leave, he'll be even more scared. That is almost shot for shot, line for line with the game. 
Yeah. I mean, you know, clearly they know, like, th- th- that's what I love about, like, the adaptation of this is that they know what's what, what keeps the magic and what doesn't. You know, like, what, like what, what could use some change? You know, that's something that I love about, yeah. like, what this show did. Yeah, obviously, like you said, it's different mediums. So everything can't directly transfer over to the pod, or to the, not the podcast, but the the TV show. But what they added to it was great. They they did a really good job of like expanding on certain things and not on others, so that it fit the medium of TV. Yeah, and you know, in that conversation, Joe clearly doesn't say any of the right things, and he's fucked up. You know, saying like, yeah, after like, after tonight, me and you are going separate ways, but he clearly didn't mean that. Well, you know? he's trying to be hard because if he does he, it, he's that trying way, to do it for himself, not like she he, wants. He wants her to make the decision. Like fuck you, then, dude. I'm yeah. not gonna go with you because yeah. it would make he's the giving, decision easier for him. Yeah, I agree. And when she doesn't make the decision, I think that's when Joe realizes, all right, well, like, like that's when he officially starts opening it up because mm-hmm. he teaches her how to shoot. He starts telling her about, like, well, what that... is football? Like, he starts to open up to her yeah. after that. That's yeah. when, like, he's officially, like... Talks about what he used to work or what yeah, he used to Joe, work. Yeah, Joe, the contractor. Yeah, I mean... You know, that's really when he starts to open up his heart, you know, and that is like the beginning yeah. of it, yeah. And that's literally the peak of the relationship because after that he gets See fucked. like at that point, give me an episode after that of like their travels in between Wyoming to But that's Colorado. too happy. That's too good, you know, it's too smooth. Like I guess but they like need that, to break it, your it heart. would it would make it hurt even more. I agree. If you get an episode of just like living in it for a bit, you know. Yeah, like face a few zombies in the forest, you know. Because like, bro, it's only it. nine episodes, like reality i think it's like six months eight months that this trip is and like and within those eight months she becomes somebody to him that he would do anything for clearly you know he would and rather like, he'd and rather like, save her than save the world and like we get it but like i want to see more of it yeah i agree but i mean that's the beauty of storytelling where they it's implied. yeah it's implied and you know with that episode leading off with them ending up at the abandoned firefly um you know like center where mm-hmm. like at the university and how he gets stabbed i heard it's i heard it's different from the game as well it's a lot more brutal in the game but clearly it's a game and he's op you know like, so it, it makes dude, sense. he literally falls off like a first or second story I think stairway second floor. Yeah. and falls onto like a metal rod and then just gets up and like is limping as much as he can until he can't anymore um but in the game yeah it's very similar ellie gets him somewhere um he's bleeding out and she goes out to find medicine. And that's at that point is when you start playing as Ellie in the game. Because Joel's incapacitated. Yeah. He can't move at all. He's like rocked out. That's what I heard. You yeah. Know? So you start playing as Ellie and you're like, whoa, like I'm Ellie. What the hell? This is crazy. You know, because that's like hours into the game, bro. You're hours already into the game at this point. And, uh, you know, it's never implied that you're going to play as Ellie. But it's pretty cool. I mean, yeah. And that's something that, again, you get the magic from the game that I don't, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But... I mean, also, just the way it ends as well, again, she tells him, like, Joe, if you died, I'm, I'm fucked. fucked yeah. Like, please don't. But also, in reality, what she means is don't leave me. Please, I need you. yeah. You know? Yeah. And for it to And he tells her, way, like, yo, leave. It. Yeah. He's like, you know, like you got to get out of here. Like, I'm going to die. Like, oh, that's the next episode. Is it the next episode? Yeah, the, ne- the beginning of the next episode. Yeah. Oh, you're right. It is yeah. the beginning of the next episode. And nonetheless, yeah. But he pushes her away. Yeah. And like basically again trying to like yo he once again is failing to protect her. Again, yeah. you know like yo leave me you're going to die, you know, but obviously she chooses not to. Yeah, and you know just that next episode which was very interesting how they chose the like flashback. The, the DLC flashback. You yeah. Know? That I have not watched at all, but apparently very 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 similar to what the I the I wonder game how DLC long is. the DLC is. Uh 
I'm sure it's like a like couple an hour, hour maybe a couple hours. A couple hours. At the top at the most, yeah. yeah. And I mean, apparently it ends the same way. You don't really see, like, the resolution. You just see them, same thing, kind of talk about how they're just going to turn like, together. Yeah, I absolutely love but hate that they leave that to our imagination. Because, yeah. like, multiple times Ellie has already hinted at that she's hurt someone before. And, like, but we didn't get to see, like, how she, like, had to deal with the, like, the uh, Riley death was it. her first kill. Yeah, and, Riley yeah. was her first kill. The person that she loved, you know, more than a friend. Was it her first kill? Or did... No, yeah, it was her first kill. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, it's just, like, dude, this episode as well was just very interesting. Also seeing, like, Ellie's essentially everyday life in Fedra. And how, like, you know, even Fedra itself isn't all bad. No, you yeah. You could see, you know, like, which I thought was really interesting and what was, you know, was They a, did a great job choice. of making you empathize with the quote-unquote bad side, bad guy, villain, or whatever. Which again is just showing you that it's just all human, bro. The human, you know, there's no only a only a Sith deals in absolutes, bro. You yeah. know, like nobody's true bad or whatever. It's just all different reasons why they're why they're making you know certain decisions. Yeah, this this show does such a good job with like yeah with just balancing out what what does bad even mean? Like what is what what does justify mean? Like you, know? you might think what somebody did is bad, but like why did they do it? Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, and also it's very interesting how now, like, Ellie's best friend is technically her enemy, you it's know? Rue's younger sister from Euphoria. Yes. She's been through a hell of a life, dude. She was also in the Suicide Squad. Really? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, she was Bloodshot's daughter. Oh, wow. I don't think... That's the second one, The huh? second one, yeah. Yeah, I didn't watch that one. Yeah, I mean, dude, I mean, she's one hell of an actor, too, which I love, you know? But, how they bring likable characters only to break our hearts. Speaking of great acting, another episode where Bella Ramsey does a hell of a job. When she's looking at Riley, when, like, a little bit before they actually kiss, the way she's, like, looking at her, you can just, like... It's, like, literally, like, the emoji of, like, the hard eyes. You literally just, like, see it in, like, her body language. Yeah. Again, somebody... I mean, like, they're flirting, like, the entire time. Like, yeah. when Riley's, like, I, I, I could, I'm imagining you with the lingerie. But just being able to like act without even saying a word like that, it's just yeah, very body, language, body language, dude. Yeah, because yeah. even when they were dancing with the masks on, you could see she's like, well, that's when that's what I'm saying. Yeah, when she takes it eyes. off and she's just staring at her, like, dude, it's great acting. Yeah, I mean, great not team. just that, dude, but also like to pretend that you've never seen an escalator and to be mind blown with it and to be like super excited with it. Well, remember when she gets in the car with yeah, uh, you know, yeah, the, uh, oh, whoa, this is so cool. And also talking about the airplane, you put your seatbelt you know? on. She's like, the fuck, like what's the seatbelt? Yeah, and also with the airplane crash, she's like, oh, dude, you, you're you in have the to fly, sky. you have to go in the sky, yeah, yeah, you know. So like, it's it's really cool that it's really interesting to see a perspective of life of someone who does who's never experienced any of this, like yeah. pre normal, like pre apocalypse, you know, and to see it as the wonders. Like the what is it the four wonders of, oh, of the moon? I can't wait for you to see part two, bro. Fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> it's not out yet. Let me tell All you. Right. Let me tell you. I think better than part one. Part two has its haters, but personally, I think part two is better than part one. I mean, there's always going to be haters, so I think the more haters, the better. Like potentially, sometimes. Yeah, that's not always. But I mean, in this episode though, like while they're playing, while they're in the arcade playing Mortal Kombat two, uh. You know, once the and that I was familiar with that game enough to like be nerded out about those scenes. I mean, it was just really fun and exciting. Like it was more nostalgic, I believe, towards people who like yeah grew up playing mm-hmm. that. Like I unfortunately didn't, but I remember going to the mall and going to the arcade and being fucking like hyped for that. You know, so yeah. it was um dude like the fact that in like thirty minutes, uh, thirty 
the percent into the episode, they show the infected waking up and don't fucking do anything about it to the end. I was so anxious the entire time. Like, where the fuck is this infected? I'm fucking anxious. Like, yeah. what, like what, what, the, what's gonna happen? I just know something bad is gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it's almost like the cold I mean, opening you, you from the first do, episode. It's an impending know, doom. There's an impending doom. Yeah, of course. And then, like, you obviously know that she got bit. She she tells Tess in the second episode they went to a mall. So you know, at this point, she got bit there. You know, so you yeah. know it's implied that. It's, it's just, be, you don't know when, and yeah. I fucking hate that, you know? And the fact that Riley planned this last, like, this, like, perfect night because it was le- leaving, you know? Like, yeah. was selfish. Also, yeah. I mean, selfish, but heartbreaking. She tried to bring her with her, you know, as Not well. Not that hard. But, yeah, I mean, you know, just, it, yeah, this episode, the fact that they let Allie take the spotlight as well definitely let like us know that Bella Ramsey knows what the fuck she's doing. Dude, yeah, I'm very excited to see the part 2 adaptation. Yeah, I mean, you know, so when it comes to also yeah, again, pretty crazy how they did not show how Ellie killed Riley. They just like Left they just let up, that yeah. to our they imagination. Just, yeah. You know, but going to the next episode, it goes back to, you know, to where the penultimate episode. Yeah, when Joe's the one with, like you said, like you said, pushes her. Uh, no, 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 actually, no. That's in the, that episode. Yeah. That's in the first, mm-hmm. first episode. And then yeah. it's at the end of that episode, left behind episode uh, seven, where after the flashback, you see Ellie. She goes upstairs, and then she gets a uh, stitching. There's been a couple times now throughout that episode. It was implied that she had to like stitch herself, and you you learn like why she's so good at like stitching. Yeah, because she would get down with people, and she always had to like stitch herself up or whatever. Um, but that's truly when like she decides that now she's gonna like do what she can. Yeah, to, like, I mean, yeah, because like Riley said, like we like we fight for what we love. We yeah. do not give up. Yeah, yeah, you know, and like she kept and like you know Ellie stayed true to that, and the fact that like Joe and Ellie were like holding. She definitely hands, lives by a code, and yeah. you start to understand what that code is and why why she does. Yeah, you know, and yeah, and just the fact that like Pedro, I'm not Pedro, sorry, Joel, you know, they he puts this faith in her as well because there's no other choice. There's no other hope. I don't because, think he, can, he has no choice. Yeah. yeah. You know, but going to the next episode, Ellie's out on her own. She has, she realizes well, she's starts running out of food. starts the open of uh, the guy preaching. Remember? Yeah, which, which is anytime, really... Anytime there's a scene with some guy preaching, you know, it's about you know, to take a dark up. turn. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could already tell by the vibe of that but you just of, don't of know what room. it's very ominous you know like you you kind of get the sense that there's something bad and even when you're first introduced to Dave, uh it's not dave wait to who the the, the person david that's his name david david yes yeah. even when you're first introduced to him and he's like talking to her he kind of seems like a decent guy until you get the reveal that he's talking about he's like yeah it's like we've been we're actually low on food we actually sent a couple of our guys out you know to try to get some food further than we usually ever do and one of those guys got killed. He was a dad. Like, he had a kid. Uh, you know, like a daughter. Blah, 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 blah. And, you know, what's crazy is that they were killed by a man and a young girl. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's crazy how, like... And how she realizes much, it too late. Yeah. And how much faith David has. You know, like, how strong of a faith is almost like a blind faith that he had that made him, like, hopeful and kind of is the reason why these people slash sheep are following him. Because... There's something about like his 
connection well, to... He's a wolf, you know, and that he tells Ellie later on in the episode when... He's a wolf, yeah. That he's, you know, he's like, we could build something together. It's implied Which that, like... Which is so fucking creepy, dude. take her as a bride. I, that He sees that she's crazy, too, you know, yeah. just like him. And, like, he's tired of just living alone with all these sheep. You know, dude, he wants it, another wolf. It, it is so, like, creepy re-watching that episode. So during creepy. Dim- during dimmer, dinner time, hearing, like, the spoons, like, sp- like, like, spla- like... Did you notice that bowl? his plate was, like, stuffed... And everybody else's plate had like barely any food, and yeah. that's why they're like clicking and clacking the spoon with the pl- uh, the plate. Yeah, I wonder if he was eating human as well. Uh, if at that point, I don't doubt it. Yeah, he was eating venison. Remember, venison, not, not human meat, bro. It's venison, dude. Like, oh, it's so fucking creepy. I mean, not just that, but how he also mentioned to Ali how he used to be a teacher. Like, dude, imagine even creepier. How f- that makes like, it even creepier, dude. Yeah. Like, you're, the, like the places where my imagination goes to. At the like rewatching that episode, hearing that line after I know what type of person he is, yeah, it's fucking oh my god! And I you do chills, get the man. sense. I got the sense later on that the little girl who I mean, you later on see that he slaps the shit out of like yeah. Rick James her like literally uh, yeah. He it's kind. Of, I mean, I got the impression that he was like that was his current like child bride. You know, he was. He said something about like you don't have a dad. Like I'm here or something. Like you're always yeah. gonna have I'm, a dad. Like also I'm right like here. how he um when after that he reaches out her his arm his hand and has her like has her like grab his hand. That's a. I mean, it's exactly what like the typical abuser, somebody who takes advantage of their power position. That's like what they do. You know, it's yeah. like classic, classic, classic manipulator. You know, like dude, fucking, it's so creepy, man, David is fucking so creepy but i mean just the fact that ellie you know she had to save herself because again like you mentioned joe failed but even when he failed like bro this guy was was on his deathbed and decide and like still ended up killing four guys as a 56 year old man on his fucking deathbed yeah you know like and makes his way towards this fucking it's city. It's adrenaline at that point, you know, like because yeah. you do you do see when Ellie pulls up the shirt after some whatever, however much time passes after she gives him the the insulin. Pen, yeah, penicillin. 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 Um, yeah, not insulin. She, when she gives him that shot, you, I mean, before that, you see how like infected and how bruised it looks around the area, and then the later shot after you you see her give him that. It's less red and yeah. much more clean. I still don't like know really... if that's the correct way to do it. I think it's on your ass. I don't even know though. I don't know. But yeah, like also it's fun. like fucking Joel really I think if had I read... to be super efficient. With I, I read online though. Somebody said that it's not usually there, but it would work. Wow. Well, I, I think... mean, it's probably not as effective. Probably. Yeah, yeah. It might be what it is. But yeah, like somebody was saying that it's not the ideal spot, but yeah, it would definitely still kind of work. Yeah, I mean, you know, the fact, like, that's probably the best decision that Ellie could have done. You know, literally put it directly on the wall. She had no idea. Yeah, yeah. she had no idea. And clearly she did a good decision. And for her to have to, like, go out there and hunt and she, like, killed the deer. I mean, he took out, like, three dudes. And that scene where he's, like, uh, you point at this and that's when you start first really seeing for the first time in a while. Like, the dark side of him. His brutality. Yeah. You know, like, how far he'll go. Yeah, dude, when he fucking stabbed the guy's kneecap. Dude, also... Shot for shot with the game. Oh, yeah? Dude, literally, yeah. When you first see that, you're like, oh, my God, he's doing the map thing. But, yeah. Fuck. And, yeah, I mean, also, fuck, dude. He is so f- savage. Like, yeah. there's, oh, there's like, this this association to him again. Yeah. Because he doesn't really care to. about anything. He mm-hmm. just wants to, he just needs to find Ellie. Yeah. And, 
yeah, it's just it's like it's it's also very like heartbreaking to like to see that also because, I mean, some like some at least with my moral aspect, you know, like those guys probably didn't deserve to die. There's a little detail in the game that makes you hate the dudes. Definitely, they say in the game when he's in that position, has one of them, you know, he stabbed him in the knee or whatever. Even before that, he tubs like, "Oh, like where is she? Is she alive?" Like she, they, they tell him, "Yeah, she's alive," and they say something along the lines of, "It's, she's gonna be David's new pet." Oh, that, wow. They say that in the game, so like in the game, you have no. So it's like foreshadowing, for like foreshadowing, yeah. So they know they're obviously they have an idea of what David's capable of, but they're just his henchmen or whatever, you know. Oh, but wow. yeah, so that's said in the game, which I thought if they would have said that in the show, it would have definitely helped out a little bit because. Yeah, it's brutal, but you're like, well, fuck these dudes, you know, like, they're still not good dudes, but maybe it was done on purpose to kind of just show again how brutal Joel is. I think it still would have conveyed that either way, but small detail that I thought would have worked out well. If yeah, I mean, it. it's just funny how, like, Joel was literally, like, limping and he couldn't stand on his own two feet, that the people he killed, he <laughs> literally had to lean on it. Dude, in the game, he takes out, like, 50 people, bro. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> Do you play as Joel when he's, like, all, like... All fucked up as well. Yeah, you, I don't think you can run. You're moving slow, and it's like a blizzard in the game, so you're getting through it. Um, but same thing happens in the game. It, you you do kind of switch back to Ellie, and then same shit happens. You get he locks her in the that restaurant, almost exactly how it is. In the game, you're sneaking around way more as Ellie, and before she like stabs him, you have to stab him like a couple times in the game. Um. But yeah, that scene happens, and he, you know, she, he's very similar again. She gets on top of him, and then in the game, it's a little bit differently. There's definitely some dialogue in the TV show that, again, just further that not implies anymore. I think it makes it really direct. And he's like, "Oh, I thought you knew." Like the screaming is like my favorite part. My favorite oh, part. It's, so it's creepy ugh, as shit, right? But yeah. that wasn't in the game. You know, you kind of it's more implied with like other stuff that she's gonna, he's gonna take her as like a bride. But in the game. She starts bashing his head in with a knife. Uh, it's like a little mama machete or whatever. And you get kind of the same view. You see you're looking at her and the blood splatter all over like the angle of the, the camera in the game. You see blood got all over her. And in the TV show, she finishes everything. And she goes out. And it's not until she exits the building that she's confronted by Joel. And then they reunite or whatever. In the game... Joel pulls her off. She's just fucking going in and just like nonstop, just like bashing it over and over and over and over. And then Joel pulls pulls her off. He's able to like get inside the restaurant. But in this case, he he didn't, you know. So, I mean, uh, again, maybe just a little bit change that I was expecting to happen. I, I wish it would have happened that way, but I don't know. I'm not super mad at that difference. Yeah, I mean, it just, I guess they just wanted to make it, um, she she handled all that by herself make it obvious that she handled it by herself exactly dude I mean she also handled it so smartly like when she was about to get fucking chopped up she's like I'm infected like for her to think ahead and bite David was a fucking 200 IQ play yeah you know like bro like yeah like like, shout out Ellie this is why she's a bad bitch this is why she's surviving (laughs) the way she is yeah you know and yeah also after that after she handled herself handled her business clearly traumatized joel finally does a decent job at comforting her saying i got you baby girl and just hugs her bro the last time he said baby girl was when, when Sarah his daughter died. died that's oh my god such a small detail yeah you know but like you don't realize that he hasn't said this word 
in 20 years. And the last time he said it, it was the most traumatic experience of his life. He's saying it again right now to comfort this little girl who probably just had the most traumatic experience of her life. Yeah, high key. Yeah. But he didn't know. He doesn't know what what she did. Well, yeah, she kind of just mumbles he and then he was like, it's okay, I got you. You know, like, you're good. But yeah, that's Damn. Like, I mean, yeah, that's the only thing he could have done. And, you know, the episode just ends with them walking off. Mm-hmm. And you see how traumatized she is in the beginning of the next episode. She's spaced she's out. She's quiet. Yeah, like yeah. now Joel's the talkative one who he's, won't shut the fuck up. He's the one that's trying to get her to talk. Yeah. yeah it's, it's literally the opposite dynamic now. And it's like, dude, she's been through a bunch of trauma. Yeah, man. That I mean, you know. Also, same shit in the game. In the episode, while they're walking, while they're getting, like, making their way towards, um, what city are they? Are they like? Are they going towards Colorado? I believe Colorado, um, Denver or so Denver. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure Denver. Either way, though, like. You know, even though, like, they've gone through all this shit, now Joel doesn't even want to do it anymore. He's like, you know, we could just go back to Tommy right now. Well, because he's starting to realize, like, none of this shit is important. Like, what's really important is, like, I think he's starting to realize, like, it's not, it's the people. You know, that's what makes all this shit worth it. And, like, why are we out here risking our lives when we can just go back to Tommy and have, like, a relatively happy life? Yeah. Yeah. You know, because at that point, he's like, he essentially has a daughter again. And, you know, like, if they continue to go forward with this plan that they have, all they're doing is continuing to put her in danger. Yeah, but know? she realizes that she herself, like, she she has a bigger purpose. She wants a bigger purpose. Mm-hmm. That was, the fir- like, the first hint of that was her trying to save Sam. Yeah. You know, so, like, you know, when she told him, like, do you think we at, have to finish this. Do you think at this point she has any idea that? Of it's how they're going to do it? Die. No, but maybe Joel, like maybe in Joel's mind, like he's saying. I don't like, think, I see, I disagree. I feel like Joel hasn't thought of that either because when Marlene's talking to him. So before we even get to that point, basically what happens is that there's actually a big conversation where it's revealed that Joel, the scar that they were talking about way back in episode, beginning of episode three. It was actually him that tried to shoot himself, not somebody else. And like like we said, he he missed. Um, Ellie's like, I'm glad that happened. Yeah, you know? and he, that's like the most vulnerable he could be with yeah. her. She's like, oh, yeah, like looks. Yeah. It seems like time like heals all wounds. He's like, talking he's about like, Sarah. It, it he's talking time. about after she died, how he dealt with it, and he tried to kill himself. You know, there was no purpose for him. At least he, that's what he thought, and it's just them being extremely vulnerable. And then, you know, because they're both such bad at, like you said, showing their emotion, they can't say, I love you directly like that, you know, same, yeah. with, same with the giraffe scene. Um, and that's yeah. almost exactly as the game is as well, um, which is like a nice little ray of light, because also in the game, you see how trauma, how traumatized Ellie is. Yeah. And like, that's like, that's the first time Ellie actually smiles and laughs after and all minute, that trauma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and, and you can even see Joel, like, look at that and appreciate it. Mm hmm. Yeah. You know, but I mean, just the conversation that they had about, you know, about him, like, you know, f- telling her that he is, she is his reason. Yeah. And for that to immediately get fucked up. And by then, like, a minute later, bro, yeah, they just them. get knocked out. Like, give me more time in between. Dude, also, the <laughs> so, way, that was a little too fast for me. The that way part. the fireflies handled that shit was so fucking poorly as well. For them to just knock Joel out, have them. They probably didn't know it was him. I mean, I don't know if they say it in the show. They definitely say it in the game. My guys didn't know it was you guys. No, no, no. She said it in the show as well. However, like, the fact that they immediately, like, went to surgery for Allie. See, this is where we can... 
Okay, so let's just quickly... Basically what happens, they get knocked out. Marlene's talking to him. She tells him... We found a possible way. We found way. a possible way. Uh, it's going to... Basically, they have to get the the fungus out of her. It's in her brain. And in order to do that, we're going to have to kill her because we have to open her up and get it out. And he's like, nah, find someone else. You know, Cause, which is why I was saying, like, I don't think he did up until that point think that it was possibly going to kill her. I think once he realizes that at that point, he's like, no, like, take me to her now. Like, this, this is not happening. But it's already too late, obviously. Um, and then he goes on a rampage, kills everybody basically in the hospital. Yeah, I mean, even before that, the fact that Marlene's like, Joel, you are the last person I ever want to be in depth with. Because she's crazy. Even the leader of the fucking Fireflies is, like, scared of Joel, too. Yeah, well, she knows, even from the beginning, she knows he's capable. You know, like, she tells him straight up, like, dude, how did you get here with just yeah. her, like... I brought half my men died getting me here, you know, like, and we still almost like lost everybody. And I still almost died. Like, yeah. And I still almost died. Yeah. Yeah. I know, dude. I mean, it like, I wish we could even see the fucking journey. Like you mentioned of like, well, what Joel had to do to keep Ellie alive. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Just a little bit more, it's but just left to imagination. So yeah, pretty much what happens. We're going to spoil it. If you already, if you've been listening to this point, <laughs> there's been a lot. Of yeah. We're deep in brother. Yeah. But, uh, he pretty much just kills everybody at the hospital shoots everybody with no remorse as he's doing it it's not like an action scene it's like a very very somber music music, yeah slow motion close-ups of his face like people are not even fighting him or trying to just walk away he's shooting them like he's just very just he's disassociated super disassociated like it's not even joe it's just like just a reaction show protection like to protect her exactly savior yeah and you you kind of like i mean we, we can get into it but pretty much what happens Saves Ellie. She's passed out. Uh, Marlene confronts him when they're about to get away. He shoots her. She in the stomach. Puts Ellie in the car. Comes back and finish her off. Do- basically double tap. Because he, un- he understands that if Marlene's alive, all they're going to do is go after them. Yeah. So he has to just end it. Right. And pretty much they get back to Jackson. They have a conversation. Uh, Ellie, you can kind of see, has some doubts already in him. You know that he's not telling the truth. And uh, she basically asks him, like, are you telling me the truth? And he lies to her and tells her that he did. Because he's so desperate to just, like, get her to safety. Well, yeah. Yeah, literally. He just wants to. He did. Was it a selfish decision? I don't know. but 100%, I think. Yeah, and I think Ellie knows he's lying. But she forces herself to believe him because the thought of, of her accepting that he's lying is too. She can't accept that. That's that's horrible, you know, like and well, I mean, the way she says okay could mean a lot of different things. I like, think it's like her personally for me. I think it's like her forcing herself to like accept it. Like she has doubts. You kind of see that when he's explaining to her in the car ride when she wakes up and how she turns away at the end. And I don't know. I just the way I see it is like she's forcing herself. And you see, the way I see it is that she could catch his bullshit, and now she's like okay, like. What the fuck do I do now? This person who I trusted, like, lied he's lying to me. To me. Yeah. yeah, she she feels he's lying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think she knows he's lying. Like that's mm-hmm. my that's my interpretation yeah. from her saying okay. Yeah. Which I mean, to be honest, that's both of saying, us like, could be right. I think we both do agree like, that's that why she knows Ellie, she, she doesn't believe him. But... Dude, Ellie's the, acting, man. Yeah. Oh my god. And that's pretty much how the show ends. Yes. The first season. And you know, I guess uh, one controversial big... thing is is was Joel right to do what he did? And I don't, I don't think it's a question of, I don't think the the answer is right or wrong. I just think 
depends what perspective you're looking yeah, at. Yeah, like, from. do you understand? Like, yeah, because because I mean, the consequences of his actions and killing everybody in there could potentially doom humanity. The Ellie might have been the last hope of a vaccine. Yeah. How many other fucking surgeons are there? Not many. You know, at this like, point, yeah, bro. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like Joe clearly wasn't thinking, but that's like as we mentioned again multiple times. The theme of this fucking show is love. Fuck, How it you makes you do crazy two, things, bro. Fuck. Please watch it before the show comes out so we can. I'll talk think about, about it. it. I'll think about I'll, it. You won't be disappointed. And a lot of these conversations that we're having right now, let me just tell you, part two goes deeper into it. I mean, I can imagine. I mean, definitely. Like you know, I really hope. Also, I think they're currently thinking of doing a part three. We shall see. Well, they're going to release a multiplayer game. He has not confirmed at all. Um, supposedly, they're working on another game as well. So, if Part, t- part 3 does happen, the game, it's not going to be for a minute. Yeah, I mean, obviously, games take a lot a yeah. lot longer to create compared to like mm-hmm. movies and shows. But either way, though, HBO did one hell of an adaptation with this. You know, even with everything um that you know we talked about right now from all the episodes. but what do, you, what do you think you didn't tell me what you think what do you think about his decision was he right it's a trolley problem dude. to be honest i totally understand why he did what he did he was just 100 percent disassociated you know so he didn't even think about what he did well i mean yeah i mean obviously we're not parents we don't understand but i think i mean you were sacri- yeah you were sacri- like, sacri- anything for, for your child right like yeah. absolutely anything yeah yeah yeah, I mean, I I see what he I see why he did what he did. You know, we totally skipped over what Ellie's mom. Yes, how they like explained how she became immune, and how Ellie's mom is Ellie in the game, which is a beautiful f- Dude, full circle. Dude, when she's grunting and like yelling and we're running through the woods in the beginning, it's so disorienting. It nostalgic like, or what? It's just like, oh shit, this is Ellie. Like you hear, Dude. you immediately, I immediately, if you played the game, you. You recognize the grunts. Also, <laughs> for me, also, it was just super creepy how she could hear the fucking infected in the distance. And how, like, how the fuck did this infected track no, her down? That's what I was thinking, too. I definitely had that question. Like, how did it know to get into this house and run into this room? I mean, to be fair, too, she was, like, in pain. She's giving birth, she, she's so giving she was birth, clearly so not y- quiet. Yelling, yeah. Yeah, but it was i thought that was fucking creepy though like she's literally running for her life there's a you could hear the infected in the distance yeah you know i would have personally locked every single fucking i would have put a chair like well there's a chair in the living room i don't know why she didn't like like put the chair in the fucking front door yeah and it's like it gives you a little bit obviously context in terms of ellie's birth but i think it also is meant to give context in terms of when marlene tells joel like like I understand, like I get it, like I I know more than you, like you know, like nobody. Yeah, can I know understand more than you, me. yeah, like, yeah. Like no, like you can't, like I know, I probably understand more than you because I was there when she was born. But then that brings the question of like, well, do you though? Like you weren't the one. Joel's had more of a connection with her these last six to eight months than you yeah, ever you had in your whole, whole life. life, you know, because you weren't in like that parental role, what protecting literally. Well. She was indirectly protecting her. Kind of, that's but how, like there was she no connection there. You know, like that. She, because, well, she, I don't think she could have had a connection, especially if she put her in federal school. Of course. Well, As the reason she the put her there is because her mom's wish, which again, we go back to that that thing that we were talking about earlier. She said, she, she, she told Marlene that she was bit after she was born. They're lying again. And she lied, you know, to protect the things she loved the most. Yeah. Is she wrong to protect her baby like that? Maybe she doomed Marlene, obviously not, because we know that she's immune, you know, but like that was a super careless thing to do. The baby could have turned and spread the infection to the Firefly leader. 
was Ellie's mom but, wrong? Uh, like, okay, so when I'm thinking about that, like a baby doesn't have teeth though. It's true. So like, I don't think like, true. yeah, like, you know, so I don't know like how much of a threat it would have been, you know, but yeah, yeah the fact that like, it was Marlene's best friend definitely add more layers to like who Ellie is yeah, and how it, Ellie was, has always been loved, just not the way that she wanted or needed to be loved. Indirectly, yeah, indirectly, because yeah. like she, yeah, like she was literally sent to Fedroscope because that's the only way where She'd she be can safe. be guaranteed Safety. not to be tested all the time because she would be safe. Exactly, it's true. I need to think about the testing part. Yeah, because I mean, maybe she was always negative. Maybe she was always positive. Well, to sure. be fair, maybe that wasn't even part of the thing because that might have never even been a thought in Marlene in terms of tested because. She didn't know she was immune until she got bit. That's true, but it was just a side effect. Yeah, like 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 you said, it was the safety, safest place yeah. to take, take which her. is what her mom asked her in a dying wish. Like, yeah, keep her safe. Keep her safe. Yeah, and I mean, she literally put her in the hands of the enemy. Like, like I don't know. That's pretty crazy, you know. Yeah. But yeah, man. I mean, you know, going like just talking about this show in general again, it was amazing. Oh, I absolutely right. love it. I. Yeah. Um, the replay value is so great. I'm gonna come back to listen again. I'm so glad you told me about the the podcast because I just added more, more layers depth. and more depth mm-hmm. and more appreciation to the show. Definitely watching the game is gonna add that more too, which is something that's cool about Please this game. Part two. It's it's cool that like this show has these layers of detail and depth that a lot of shows don't have. And what's the crazy opportunity is that it to. comes from a video game. It's not even like they're adding too much extra, which is like, damn, bro, like hell of a game. But you yeah. know what I think is that if we're just strictly comparing part one of the game to season one of the show. The show is excellent. The show is amazing. It's well written, great acting. The game is better. I mean everybody like it I think also- anybody who's watched both I don't think anybody's gonna disagree. Uh, I mean, if you disagree, let her know. Let let let, let us know in the know, comments. Yeah. You know, because like maybe, like I don't know. In the game, you get a lot of anxiety. Mm-hmm. You don't have a lot of anxiety in the show. You have more heartbreak in the show, more crying in the show. But I mean, either way, though, the fact that both are great is is I will something say, that no, not many people. There's not many like plenty of heartbreak in the game. You're constantly like getting your heart broken. Like, it's, it, the same thing happens in the game, bro. Like, yeah. it's literally the same thing. I have a friend who... Uh, <clears throat> and you spend more time in it. You're spending, like, 15, 20, 30 hours with these characters yeah. compared to the one hour a week you're getting in the show. That's true. So, when these characters die, you're fully invested if you've, you know, been putting your time into play. It's not like a multiplayer game where you can just half-ass it. When you're playing a, a, a story-driven game like this, you have to put some effort. Otherwise, you don't progress in the game. Yeah, that is true. I mean, yeah, I most likely I'm going to ch- check out the walkthrough. Let's just give me time for that because I'm busy. Motherfucker. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, though, is there any other any other thing you want to talk about? Because we've been talking for quite a minute now. Yeah, no, we can wrap it up, dude. Uh, I love the show. That's, that's kind of it. Yeah, we love the show and we're very excited to see where it takes us. You know, let's see what other video game adaptations. Have. I think so. I think Netflix is doing a Gears of War adaptation. Oh, I love Gears. With Dave Bautista, I think. As uh, Marcus? As Marcus. Wow. And Dave Bautista is a hell of an actor. Please He's don't definitely... butcher the Dom arc. Oh, dude. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. Part I mean, three also, made me no cry. spoilers. No spoilers, though. Cause you haven't watched? You haven't... Oh, no, we have. You... But oh, okay. for people who are listening. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, Gears of, Gears of War is probably one of the better uh, Xbox uh, game campaigns. 
You they're, know? they're gonna have to do something to it though because that is i don't think will directly translate i think they definitely got to add some fluff to just dramatize it a little bit more in my opinion i loved gears of war there was definitely aspects of it that yeah, well, made I, me cry as a grown man yeah, I'm, sh- like, I'm sure i'm sure they're probably gonna talk about how did the locust like even like like they they won you know like, that's true, yeah. In the game, you're kind of just thrown into this yeah, world. And, yeah, yeah. I'm, so I'm sure in the show, like, like there's a lot of world building. And we that don't, could be we built. don't understand why Marcus is in jail, do we? I don't know. I don't, I don't remember. I forgot about that, bro. But yeah, I mean, I do know that Marcus's dad ends up being extremely significant in the game. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah but, you're right. But like, does that have anything to do with him being? I don't know. I don't I, I don't know either. But let's see if Netflix explores this. Bro, I could watch that scene from from the third part, of, the third game, and cry right now. Dude, Gears of War 3, I think it was probably my favorite of the three. But we're not here to talk about the Gears. We're Shout out to, to the about... Gears of War commercials. Sorry. Dude, like... Ash to Ash and Dust to Dust. To Dust. Dude, Dude, with all those songs, even the second one where it's like, uh, it's a Devochka song and they're getting drilled into the ground. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Dude, you're right. Those are very cinematic and I fucking love that. Yeah. But yeah, um, with that being said, though, I think we're going to cut this because we're already fucking reaching two hours. So if people want to talk, want to hit you up, uh, Joe, where can I do that? Uh, I'm at my name without any vowels. So Joseph Martin, J-S-P-H-M-R-T-N, pretty much on anything. Uh, I have photography mostly on my pages. and He's a very artistic, very uh, not colorful, but very artistic timeline, like yeah. Yeah, follow much. me on Twitter. I think that's you could probably reach me better. You're on funnier Twitter. on Twitter. You're more uh artistic on Instagram. Yeah, well that's all Instagram, bro. That's true. <laughs> but yeah. All right. Well, if you have not yet, you can always follow Zenith at Zenith underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us on TikTok at Find Zenith. And with that being said, my name is Caesar. Thank you again for listening, especially if you've gone in this far. This is already two hours. So if you have, I appreciate you um let me know like you know literally you could always also rate us on your podcast of choice wherever you listen uh you know help us grow we are we're always growing and i appreciate everybody who's sharing and just kind of listening and supporting so with that being said this is the end of this episode of blast of us if you like it let us know we will probably do part two when part two comes out and until next time you know where to find us at the zenith late Goodbye.